again I can't begin to knowing But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hand Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Yeah. 
sing them out again Song, song, blue, weeping like a willow Song, song, blue, sleeping on my pillow Can sing it with a cry in your voice And before you know it, get to feeling good You simply got no choice Except for the names and a few other changes If you talk about me The story's the same one But I got an emptiness deep inside That I've tried but it won't let me go And I'm not a man who likes to swear But I never cared for the sound of being alone To no one there And no one heard at all Not even the chair I am, I cried I am, said I Say why I am a sin I am a cry 
of the Arnie State Show. Thank you for being here today. Hopefully we figured out the computer issues. I deleted a whole bunch of shit that I didn't even know I had on here. So hopefully that'll work today. If not, no big deal. No big deal at all. We'll figure it out. We'll get through it, I promise. Today, we got Lister Mail. Fantastic batch of Lister Mail we got to get to today, along with all the other stuff. But first things first, come on now. Come on now, give it up for my man. Christopher. Whoa. Whoa. Out of nowhere, on a hump day, we get a movie review. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Went to the big red carpet premiere last night of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem says it lived up to his ex. I mean, he he, he liked it. Whoa, I, I don't need that to happen. What was that? That was weird. Yuck, I don't like when that happened. Okay, that was weird. I, we're still on, right? Yeah, we're still on. Okay, good. Uh, anyway, Christopher loved the movie, so check it out. There you go, Christopher. Great job. Bam! Christopher with a movie review up on a Wednesday. Look here, that movie looks a little on the creepy side to me because it looks like it's done in claymation. And that, man, I tell you what, that claymation stuff weirds me out, dude. All the way back to Rudolph and the, the abominable snowman, Hermie, and all this. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. See, and I think what originally started was Davy and Goliath. Oh, if y'all never saw Davy and Goliath, please check it out. Google it. YouTube it. Davy. This is a Jesus show that had a talking dog. The dog talked, but only to Davy. It was kind of like Leave it to Beaver, but like G G G G G er. And all those G's had to do with God, except the talking dog. The the talking beast that was that was a little on the the weird side if you will, but yeah I hate that claymation shit so, uh, but but Christopher great job it it looks like I don't know if it's animated I don't know what it is but it it looks a little weird to me so uh, let's say some good mornings today on this wonderful and glorious Pump day first one here today Cowboys girl we're not gonna bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. absolutely we are not notorious Rev says good morning ass family good morning Rev oh I love trash 
Trash Panda says, good morning, ass family. Well, good morning to you, my friend. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, uh, the only bratty kid is in the house. I can go to your mama's and start a small fire in her panties. I, I, I would prefer that you didn't do that, but that, that, that's okay. I, I, that's awesome. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Hey. Jazzman says, happy motherfucking uh, hump day. Uh, ass family, the shirt yesterday is fan-fucking-tastic. Great job, Rhino. That's Ryan at 4T5Printing.com. Have a great day, everyone. I got to tell you, the old Instagram blew up yesterday, if you will. People enjoyed that shirt. Oh, man. T-shirt time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you didn't... It's T-shirt time? Yeah, no, no, not time. yet. Yeah, it is 12 time. Uh, it'll be later it's this week. T-shirt time. No, no, no. We got to talk about yesterday. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows it's T-shirt time. So nice. T-shirt time. It's yeah. T-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up. Look, look, I'm look. just trying to let everybody know so they put their t-shirts on. Look, my, my, my shirt today is just Dudley Boy's t-shirt. I, I've already put this one up. No, no, yesterday's shirt was the boo-boo face shirt. And uh, if you'd like, uh, you can contact uh, Ryan, 4T5Printing.com, and he can make you one of those fancy Nancy shirts. Some people have requested a picture of me wearing the shirt on the shirt. So, hey, I sent that to Ryan. That, that's on there. So contact Ryan, let him know. Because we got a bunch of other shirts that are debuting later on uh, this here week. Uh, you're out. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, just a great guy and really uh, very, very knowledgeable. He has a tremendous Thank memory mm -hmm. and Thank really you. enjoyed being with him. Yeah. I appreciate that you're out. Uh, she says, Neil Hart. Hey, the Rangers won last night. Woohoo! Still in first place. Uh, by the way, Max Scherzer pitches Thursday. Oh, I've got the appropriate lube and fucking tissues ready to go for that game. Uh, gold in the house. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Says happy hump day. Chicos and chicas. Well, happy hump day to you too, my friend. Sawyer's dad. Good morning, my man. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Bam. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Uh, your ad says, I could use Neil today. Good. Scott! Wait, hold on. We got to get back to the sound effects. Hello, my yeah. baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime cow. Hello, Scott. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Arnie and ass family. Sanchez family! Free at last! Free at last! Thank God Almighty! We are free at last! Uh, it says, hey now, big shit he. Well, hey now. Trash Panda says, god damn, he sucks so bad. Horrible music and singer. How can you hate Neil Diamond? How can you hate Neil Diamond? That's okay. It's okay that you hate Neil Diamond. I, I, there are lots of people I hate. It's okay. He's the bad type of screamer. Uh, I just, I, I, I've never seen anybody who doesn't like Neil, but it's okay. It, it, uh, look, look, I, I don't judge you. Jesus will, but I won't. I mean, I promise you, I won't. House of Pain! This is a happy ass family. We'll write back at you, my friend. I hope that you're doing well. There is uh, Mr. J. He says, good morning, Arnie, and happy uh, hump day. Let's see. Oh, man. Boy, we got a lot of people in here today. Good night. 
Uh, all right, let's see, let's see. Uh, da, 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 good Darren. Please be a fart. Please be a fart. Please be a fart. I should be fine if I don't push too hard. Hey, look at that. Good Darren says, good morning, ass family. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Special Kale. Holy shit. Look <laughs> at them donuts. Wasn't the Davies show done by the Gumby people? I think maybe. Maybe they were. I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, 100% on that, but that, that might be right because it was creepy. Stackar, my man, says, good morning, ass family. Uh, Rev, that's the picture, by the way. Uh, Ogre! <laughs> Woo! Buenos dias, familia! Uno more day, uh, and my rats will be back in school, and the house will be blessed and quiet. Thank God. It's okay. They don't like Neil because they're anti-Semites. It's America. <laughs> College Station! The stars at night are big and bright! Says, good morning, ass peoples. And Scott says we need Neil as a as a palate cleanse after a week of bratty kid songs. Now she didn't do bad. Now come on. Friday was a little tough. Friday was a little rough, but that's okay. That's okay. We got through it. Oh, where do we start today? Well, we, we got to start by saying hello to Hot Mama. Fuck your mama. She says, good morning, ass. Well, good morning to you, Hot Mama. I hope you're doing well. Uh, it seems another day passes and yet another indictment on Donald J. Trump. <laughs> I, th- this is just getting to be so fucking comedy. Like, if you can't look at this and just laugh that now they've indicted him stemming from special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into the riots on January 6th. Please tell Braddy Kid I love her Lego art. I will. Uh, speaking of the stars at Bright, I was sorely tempted to do that when I visited, but they would have seen my California tattoos and probably beat my ass. Yeah, probably not the best thing to do. How to, how to, how to say I'm a tourist in Texas without saying I'm a tourist in Texas? Just do this. The stars at night are big and bright. One caveat, unless you're at a University of Texas football game, then you can do that in the crowd. It's allowed. Um, So Donald Trump gets indicted on more charges yesterday. Um, Neil Diamond is just emo music for boomers. I just looked it up, and some creator as Gumby, the creator of USC Alumni, which is why you don't like LMAO. The show was actually produced from 60 to 69 in my hometown of Glendora, California. Oh, man, that show creeped me the fuck out. I did, I, but, but, man, oh, man, now I can look back on it, and I appreciate it so much. It was ahead of its time, not only with a talking dog for Jesus, But just the, the claymation and the moving of the mouth. I mean, but if it was made between 60 and 69, that's really impressive. Uh, I didn't look like a tourist wearing my Cowboys visor everywhere, and I have a Cowboys tattoo they could see at the lake. Well, yeah, that's okay. I mean, there's certain things that you do and you don't do. Like, like, like let, let me give you some ins and outs before I get this Donald Trump thing. 
if you're coming to visit Texas, the first thing that you need to know, more than anything, especially if you're a man, okay, unless, unless, this is the only unless, you just got off a 2,000-pound bull. You never, ever tuck your jeans in your boots. Okay? That is that right there, but man, oh, man. Now, now work boots, we, we can have a caveat here, but I ain't talking about work boots. I'm talking about when you get your slick brand new boots, when you go to the Cavender's boot store, or you go to a boot barn, and you get them brand spanking new fucking, I don't know, whatever print you got, because you ain't going to spend the money on the real skin. And you put them shiny brand new slick bottom boots on, and you tuck your jeans into them. That is sign number one that you are a tourist. Davey. Uh, Let's see. I didn't find any crossword puzzles on the plane either way. I was going to write cuss words. Damn it. Uh, Without Davey and Goliath, we wouldn't have gotten Brian and Stewie Griffin. Probably not. Probably not. They paved the way. Um, Okay. Number two. Look here. I'm going to work from bottom up. If you decide to go out in your new rootin', tootin' cowboy outfit and you're going to walk around the stockyards or the river walk in San Antonio and you got your brand new shiny boots on that you tuck your jeans into and you got your Western apparel shirt, yeehaw, because it's got some fringe on there and some pearl snaps, because that's what makes it Western. And you got it buttoned all the way up, and you're wearing a bolo tie. That is sign number two that you're a tourist without telling us you're a tourist. Because nobody wears bolo ties anymore. Unless you're the bad guy in a fucking evil Bond movie. And number three, way we can tell you're a tourist without saying you're a tourist. We're going to go right to the tippy top top. If you are in your rootin' tootin' cowboy gear, boots tucked in, the jeans tucked into your boots, You got your cool Brooks and Dunn type fiery rodeo shirt on. You got your bolo tie on. And let's say it's July 8th or even August 2nd. And you're stomping around the stockyards and you've got a black felt hat on. The the only thing us native people want to do is... Dummy! Yeah! Yeah! You don't wear felt hats in the summer unless it's a formal event, and then you wear the light-colored for the light-colored felt hats. Black straw hats are never okay, not even if you're Brock Lesnar or Tim McGraw. Black straw hats are gay. 
You know, I could have put that on the Mount Rushmore of uh, uh, yesterday when we did the Mount Rushmore of... Oh, those guys are facts! i tell you this right now. When I see a guy wearing a black straw hat... Paging Dr. Faggot! Dr. Faggot! I mean, seriously. Now, say if you're from downtown Sac and you're walking through downtown Austin, you fit right in. Yeah, you're homeless. Thankfully, you can well wear bolo ties here in New Mexico with turquoise everywhere. Mexican or gringo, we all wear them. Let's see. Uh, this is so funny. Someone added this. In. Oh, somebody. Uh, <laughs> they changed the. The show's Wikipedia page. That is pretty funny. Uh, that was not me. I don't know how to do that. Uh, let's see. July 8th, we were all hungover after partying for Roscoe's birthday. I'm so sad. I was in the middle of a job during the fag death match. Uh, yeah, you missed out yesterday. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company dime. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom name. Good morning to you. She says, good morning, ass fam. We are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning. I like hearing that. You might want to shave a little bit down there then. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, went top of Costco after work, saw a dozen man buns. Made me laugh because I heard was, those guys are fags. Yeah. See? It happens. Oh. Yeah, let's let's stay on this current topic of, of dressing like an idiot and being an idiot in public and things like that, shall we? I, I because I figure I, I'm I'm pretty much a an expert on this. Like like this this current batch of of kids that are going out now and they're dressing and some of them dress like girls, some of them dress like guys. What are you doing? Just what do you do? You look stupid. You just look dumb. And I know I'm the old man on the porch, but you look dumb, all right? All right, look, hey, hey, if you're a dude and you like wiener, more power to you. More power to you. You don't have to dress like it. Dress like a man. You want us to treat you like men, dress like men. Christ's sake. I guess those stereotypes are, like, real everywhere. Like, in California, I, I remember, and it wasn't Tommy who said this, because Tommy isn't that stupid. Tommy isn't stupid at all. Um, when I first moved to Sacramento, somebody goes, hey, man, how's the surfing? I was actually asked that question. How's the surfing in Sacramento? Because everyone in California, first of all, surfs. And I didn't hit him back with, how's the gun in your truck? Because he did have a gun in his truck. So that stereotype was real. I mean, if he was from another state, I would have been like, hey, how's fucking your sister? But he probably would have been fucking his sister, knowing the person that asked me that. Because it's so funny to see how these stereotypes come out. Ogre says, I wonder if Elliot Page will ever rock the man bun. She can. It will be called the whoa man bun. 
There's some coffee company that they're advertised. Hold on a second here. Where did I see this? Uh, uh oh. Oh, that's not good. Oh, fucking Christ's sake. It kicked me out of the internet again. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we'll just see how to do this. Uh, let's see. Doesn't everyone have a truck rifle? I mean, everybody should. They should. Let's see. I'll try to connect to Wi-Fi. See if that'll work. Take my phone off of Wi-Fi, so that won't fuck it up. Still not connecting. Uh, I guess we can take our, our wakeboard on Sack River now, but still lame question. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's so true about surfing. We went to Europe back in 1991. The Italian waiter said, oh, from California, Venice Beach, surfing. Yeah, see? And it's fun. I, I, I love the stereotypes like that because there are only a few, like New Yorkers, your brash, your assholes. Well, they live up to that. Floridians, well, Floridians completely live up to their stereotypes. Texans, for the most part, kind of do live up to the stereotypes. California's the only one that doesn't. You motherfuckers need to go out there and start surfing more. Live up to your stereotype. The people in Seattle, they live in trees. Portland, they're all homeless. Stereotype fits. Louisiana, they're all weird Cajun people. Stereotype fits. Alabama, Mississippi, can't read. Fits, fits. Tennessee, sleep with cousins. Fits. Kentucky, they drink way too much bourbon. Fits. West Virginia, do we even need to go into West Virginia? Fits. California. Come on, y'all got to try harder. Everybody needs everybody needs to get a surfboard now. Yeah, all those people in Barstow and Reading need to surf more. I agree completely. All women in Vegas are hookers. False. That is true. But see, that see that's the thing. Nevada doesn't really get a stereotype. They, uh, we, when you go, oh, I'm from Nevada, the only stereotype is, oh, you must gamble. Everybody fucking gambles. Wait, is that the stereotype for Nevada is just some low-life fucking card shark? I don't think so. Colorado, everybody skis. I wake surf behind a boat. There you go. See, you're doing your part. You're surfing. You're finding a way to live that stereotype. Find a way to be a stereotype. Canadians are all polite, and they all like maple syrup. <laughs> Craziness. Oh, all right. Let's see what other stories we got here. Oh, so Trump is indicted. I know, no shocker really there. 
All this is, I'm watching it yesterday. I'm watching the news. The, the articles are coming down about how he's indicted. And uh, it, it's fascinating for me to watch this and to watch what they call news professionals try to do their jobs and try to give all the things that he's being indicted for. Yet the current stereotype or the, the, the current president right now is going through so much more, so much more treasonous shit, yet they're not saying anything. This is all about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is getting all this press, and they say even bad press is good press for a while, sure. Maybe they're hoping that the the public sours on him with all these cases. I don't see that happening, especially for his core group of people. And the more and more we find out about Joe Biden and his family, they're going to have to pull up stakes pretty fast because the only person that's talked about running on the Democratic side is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And they don't want him. Now, do I think the Democrats have a plan in place? Oh, absolutely they do. They know exactly who they're going to put in there. It's not going to be Kamala. Because Kamala is just far too stupid. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. And people are applauding her for saying population control. And then this is who they're going to run. Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless some of you. If you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. So I, I, I don't... I don't doubt that they have him ready to go in there and outside of another scandal during the election, I really don't think there's a chance he can win. I think too much too much damage has been done and he's kind of the gold maybe they won't use him cuz he's kind of the golden child for the Democrats. Maybe they'll just put a lamb in there. Maybe RFK might get the nomination and, and there are enough Democrats that won't vote for him. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch. Between Trump indictments and the UFO horseshit, people aren't paying proper attention to Biden's fuckery. I would say the Women's World Cup is a distraction, but who the hell are you getting there? <laughs> I hate that man's voice, yeah. Think about cases you can tell they're clearly vendetta against him, not actual legal shit. They know videos and other shit are doctored and accuse him of bias, and we know the actual bullshit. Gavin is the perfect example of walking cancer. Yes, oh, God. But see, he's their golden child. He, he is the chosen one on the Democratic side, like it or not. And they're going to protect their golden goose. And Joe has just killed the Democratic Party. Once again, short of Republicans not completely shitting the bed, 
they can turn some house seats over. They can they can turn some seats over. And they could win the presidency. Short of the Republicans shitting the bed like they did in 2022. When the red wave that was supposed to happen didn't happen. Short of shitting the bed like that and any kind of hoopty doopty in the whole election thing. Mm-mm-mm. Craziness. Uh, all right, let's see. There's this story going on around, and and Braddy Kid brought it to me the other day. Um, there is a Chinese lab in a California town. Photos were taken of a uh, an illegal bio lab. Where does it Where does it say it is? Um. Trying to find what town it's in. Local and federal officials discovered a lab of horrors, suspicious links to China when they raided in Red Reedley, home to just 25,000 people. Uh, so it's outside of Reedley. That's near Fresno. Okay. Photos obtained show images of stack boxes, containers, pathogens, including one labeled malaria. They had Chinese etched on it. Other infectious agents discovered were COVID-19, tuberculosis, HIV, herpes, Denang fever. All unleft out and uncovered. Photos were included in unsealed court documents. Uh, the black market lab was bought, brought to official attention late last year. Yeah, it's uh, R-E-E-D-L-E-Y, Reedley, California. I thought the Shih Tzu was a Chinese lab. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Chinese in California, not surprising at all. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it isn't surprising at all because there's no sign that says Slides off limits to Ching Chongs. Anywhere you go in California, because that would be that would be wrong. But then there's this other story that's circulating that's very, very interesting about how China is funding American public schools. Now, now, I know I say that and I'm surprised, but... China has sent more than $17 million into 143 different school districts, including a district near here called Highland Park, which is the rich school district in Dallas. That's the rich kid school. That's where all the rich people live, is in Highland Park. Seven contracts are still open, one in Texas, Kentucky, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Oregon, and Washington. So the Chinese are paying for our schools now? I mean, I know, I know, I know. I shouldn't get shocked at things. I shouldn't get, oh, my gosh, this is amazing to me. This blows my mind. It doesn't. Does it piss me off? It used to. Does it make me upset? It used to. Uh, 
I am so, and I know I tell people to vote because it is still important. I am still an American. Um, Something was said to me a few weeks ago, and it has stuck with me a lot. It angers me, and even V. Coop said the same thing. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who was a very, very high-ranking special forces officer in the United States Navy, the sea, air, and land team. And he told me, because we, we, we don't talk a lot about politics and things like that because I don't want... My friendship with him goes deeper than him being a SEAL. It goes deeper than... He and I are really, really good friends. And uh, I try to never ask him about his deployments or things like that. If he wants to tell me things, he can tell me things. And he has, and I've kept those between he and I, as I was asked to do. But a few weeks ago when we were talking about politics in America, he says, I feel like a guest in my own country. This is a guy who fought for our country. This is a guy who killed for our country. Make no mistake, that's what those people are trained to do is kill. If you're in the if you're on a, a special forces team, your job sometimes is to extract, but your main job is to get home. That's job number one is get home safe. And number two is kill your target. Eliminate your target. And this guy did this for this country. He feels like a guest in his own country. And I'm, I'm starting to feel the same. I look around and I, I see these people and they have these political rallies. And I, a part of me goes, well, okay, good. They're, they're exercising their First Amendment right. And then what I see is they're trying to squash someone else's First Amendment right. I'm like, wait a second. That's stupid. (laughs) And that's all I can say is because I'm not going to get involved any more than I have to. Because neither side is listening. Because everybody takes it so personal now. Everybody takes it so personal now. You can't have, if you're a Republican, you can't have Democratic friends. We have a great listener mail about it today. I think one of the, the very first listener mail is about that. We can't just agree to disagree anymore. We have to agree or else. And I try really, really hard. And I'm not going to say I don't fall into that because sometimes I do. If you don't believe that that smoking the bandit is the greatest movie ever, I don't have anything to say to you. You're wrong. I'm right. When it comes to politics, I don't care anymore. I don't care what your politics are. If you're fucking stupid and stupid things happen because you voted stupid people in to watch, then you're to blame. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, it's my fault. But you don't. Oh, it's the other side's fault. They're not trying hard enough. Well, they're not trying hard enough because they don't believe in what you believe in, stupid. It truly makes me just want to carry this sound effect with me everywhere I go. Dummy! Yeah! Yeah!
<laughs> All right, the lab is not illegal. Newsom knows about it, and Fauci is heading there, <laughs> heading to the rough shell corpse. Don't tell the military if you support MAGA. You'll be labeled as an insider threat and investigated. There you go, right there. Fuck you. The greatest movie is Battle Beyond the Stars with John Boy Walton as the main character. It's funny to watch, like, a, like a, I, one of my favorite shows that's coming back next week, I think, is called Billions. It's on Showtime. And John Boy Walton has played, like, a, a super-duper rich guy on that show. And when I heard John Boy Walton say fuck, I was like, whoa. John Boy Walton just said the F word. Boy, Paul would not say goodnight to him if he heard him use that kind of mouth, that language. Why are we doing it? Because it's never been done. Hashtag, or uh, quote, the bandit. Damn right. I just find, I find all this stuff to be so funny. I, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I, 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 I guess I have to make it be funny. Otherwise, I'd be fucking hanging from a, a rafter somewhere. Because the world is such a bad place. I mean, here, here, here's a great example of how just stupid the world is. The state of California, you know, the state that wants to get rid of fossil fuels, you know, the state that has already signed a bill in place that by 2035, there will be no gas-powered cars on the freeway or no new gas-powered car sales happening. State of California is relying heavily upon fossil fuel power plants to ensure the residents and businesses have access to reliable electricity during the heat wave. More than 40% of the state's power grid derived from natural gas. The largest share of any source. Renewable power, mainly solar, accounted for 34%, but was only the largest energy source during peak sunlight hours between 8 and 5.30. So, let's go back to the question, shall we? The question is, as I'm pouring this delicious Dr. Pepper, I wish they were a sponsor of the show. Then I get paid to say that. But I don't need to be paid to say it because it is delicious. Um, let's fast forward, shall we? Let's, uh, let's get in the old time machine. Twenty thirty-seven. Two years after California stopped selling gas-powered cars. Now, the first thing that you're going to notice about California... There's going to be a lack of gas stations. You're going to see a lot of closed-down gas stations when you're driving through California. Why? Because, well, there's not that big a need for them anymore because we're no longer selling new cars that run on gas. And for the, the Weisenheimer yesterday that said, oh, wow, look at all the new car dealerships that set up in Nevada. Well, Great point, but the problem is Nevada will not do that because the way California goes now, the way Nevada goes. 
I'm sorry to all you generational Nevadans there. You know I'm right because California has taken over the Silver State. And they're going to enact something similar to that as 11 other states already have. Now, are we going to be... I I, want to know how we're going to run the power grid where there's, what, 40 million people that live in California? We'll just say 39 million because people are leaving all the time. 39 million people live in California. That means 39 million people need electricity. Now, they have a lot of electricity, but they get it turned off if the wind blows real hard because PG&E are a bunch of bastards, and they like to burn down towns. So how is it that you're going to be able to charge your car if there's no electricity? Hmm? See, if there's no electricity, then you, you, you can't go out. You can't go to work. Do you get to call in sick? Hey, sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it in today. Uh, no electricity, my car wouldn't charge. Now, let me just say that, yes, you will be allowed to call in sick because that's the world we live in now. Because people can't get fired anymore. I, I, I am of the direct mindset that you can go into your place of work today and probably take a big steaming crap in the middle of the floor, and you ain't going to get fired. Try it. Well, don't try it. Don't try it because I don't want to get sued. The stories I hear from people that work at places and the shit that goes on there, people that don't call and don't show up, they get to keep their jobs. People that are habitually late get to keep their jobs. People that habitually will not do their jobs get to keep their jobs. So I'm saying it right now. If you're, you know, just take a big old steaming crap, and somebody will go, "Oh, you weren't loved enough as a child." They're there. We'll have to work on this. Back in the day, you would have got the hell beat out of you and thrown out in the office. But now we live in such a lovely, touchy, feely place that you have to put up with office shitters. I'm telling you right now, if you do it once, and you can get away with it. I would shit in the middle of the office every single day then. I, w- I would get, like, the, this chair I have right now is kind of mesh. I would cut a hole in it just so I could shit out this chair in the middle of the office every single day. You can't fire me. Didn't fire me for the first time I did it. You ain't going to fire me now. I got a problem. Try it. No, don't try it. I think COVID, the lockdowns, we were test run for having people work from home so we have less people on the road. But the problem is, is that production levels went way down. This is why all these, and and Scott, I I agree with you. I agree with you that that was the the test there, or that could be the test. But um, we saw that productivity levels went way down when people were at home. Why? Because they're at home. They're distracted. I'm not, I'm not making fun of them for it. I'm, I'm. 
I'm just telling you the truth. When you're at home, you're going to be distracted. You have other shit there. You have your shit there. Okay? You don't have to behave when you're at home. So this is why companies like Apple and Google and Twitter said, hey, we need you motherfuckers to come back to work because we need you to be productive. And they were like him and hawing. Look, working at home before COVID happened was a, uh, was a great job to have. But now companies are very leery of it because of what happened at COVID. If you can find a stay-at-home job, keep that some bitch like there's no tomorrow. Take a steamy crap at the independent radio station in Placer County. Uh, oh, I'll fire you. Oh, yeah. well, I ain't going to take a crap in the middle of the house. I know you'll fire me. I ain't going to do it in the house. I got to do that shit at work. Oh, I do work from the house. Yeah, I ain't going to do it here. I like my studio too much. You think I'm going to crap in my studio? Fucking dogs and cat do that enough. Damn, I bet you come in here on a Saturday night. You need nigga repellent to keep the motherfuckers off your ass. Stephanie, good morning to you. I hope that you are doing well this morning. Uh, by the way, talking about climate change and all the climate stuff, uh, you know our climate czar, John Kerry, former senator of Massachusetts, ran for president and failed miserably. A company connected to John Kerry and his billionaire wife, Teresa Hines, secretly sold his $5 million private jet. Well, now, isn't that weird? That the climate czar is flying around on a private jet he owns. Hmm... What does that do to the old carbon footprint? Hey there, climate czar. They sold it in a move to deflect continued scrutiny over his climate hypocrisy. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet, he said. Gary added that his uh, purported use of private jet was one of the most outrageously persistent lies I ever heard. Despite arguments, FAA records unearthed, <laughs> let's say, the company connected to Heinz Carey and her family, Flying Squirrel LLC, offloaded the gas-guzzling Gulfstream to another company August 22nd last year. Look here, man. If you get, look, I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't care if you're a climate czar or whatever. If you've got, a cli- if you've got your own jet, do you realize that you can get your dick sucked anywhere? I mean, I, and it don't mean you can be as ugly as John fucking Kerry. John Kerry is an ugly dude, but John Kerry shows up in Venice Beach, parks his private plane, and says, I own this. I am telling you right now, there are gals on his knob. I feel like anyone in that position is essentially fucked unless they walk to all their events. Now, there's ways. He could fly commercial. Or, or he tells the truth. I use this jet so I can get around. Look, the funniest thing in the world to me is when, um, and it happened in 2016 or 2015, 
when they had all, like, 19 people that were running for Democrat. And, by the way, Republicans are just as fucking slimy. But they had all these candidates that were running for president or wanted to run. Hillary was there. You know, all these people. And I'll never forget, they all showed up there, and then they all got on their, like, 15 private fucking planes and flew out. And what did they talk about in that debate? Was climate change. Now, they could have all flown together. The Democratic National Party could have fucking gotten a big old plane, rented out, and said, y'all got to fucking ride together. There are things that you can do. Greta, Greta Thunberg, and, and by the way, are, are we sure yet, is she into coitus? How dare you? Well, I'm just that you're a 20-year-old girl. Have you, have you flicked the bean yet? How dare you? She sails everywhere, allegedly. You can get sucked anywhere as long as you have Kamala. But yeah, you roll around in a private jet, shit. And a $5 million private jet, that ain't that good a private jet. Brother Kenneth Copeland, pastor, evangelist who lives in Fort Worth. Pastor Copeland brought, bought one of Drake's planes at like $15 million. There was an old boy in Louisiana a couple of years ago. I'm not kidding. It's a true story. He went to his congregation and he said, I need money. I need $17 million, congregation. He had one of these big old fancy dancy churches, you know, one of these stadium churches. I'm sorry, one of these fake churches. All you got to do is watch the Righteous Gemstones, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Kenneth Copeland, though, he is old school. But this guy in Louisiana, this fellow in Louisiana, asked his congregation for $17 million so he could buy a jet that he could circumnavigate the earth and didn't have to refuel. It had a gas tank of like 26,000 miles on it. I don't know if he ever got it or not, though, because that was an expensive plane. And they asked him about it. Some, some news reporter asked him, he's like, so I can, I can continue to preach the word of God and not have to worry about refueling. You know, I got to say something here. Okay, just, want, just, just hear me out. Let's see. Uh, Greta fucks endangered species. She doesn't use a sailboat. There's a submarine attached propelling the fake boat. John Kerry's a doppelganger of Herman Munster. He can't fly commercial. It's like Andre the Giant. He can't fit. Uh, have you watched the season of the Gemstones finale was Sunday? Oh, I've got to watch it. I, I am not at the finale yet. Or maybe I was. The finale already had, they only had like seven episodes. That's weird. But, but, but let, let me just tell you this here. When, when these evangelists, when these men of God, um, when these charlatans, nine episodes, okay, I'll have to look at that. The, the charlatans, and they have their big churches. They have their, their church on the rock and Joel Osteen and his, you know, stadium Jesus tour. And look, do I think there are people there that are getting the word and getting the scripture? Yes, absolutely. So they're doing their part. I'm here to tell you. Just real quick, no matter what God it is, see, so I'm not going to make this a Jesus thing. 
I'm going to talk to you people that love Ganesh, that love Buddha, that, 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 even you Satan lovers. Okay. Whatever, whatever your higher power is, they don't really need word of mouth. We kind of know about them already. The, 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 well, well, the word of mouth is pretty much what got them out and around. We, we, we don't need a big old fancy church. We don't need you to come on TV and tell us that you feel our pain. We know there's somebody out there. Or at least we want to believe there's somebody out there. Maybe you don't believe it. More power to you. But these charlatans that come on TV and they speak in tongues. Look here, you want to start handling serpents on TV, I'll watch that shit. You want to get me back in religion, you put Snake Handling Church on TV. Snake Handling Church on TV would be fucking awesome. Because if you die when the snake bites you, that means you didn't have enough Holy Spirit in you. Jalapeno. See, I'd love to see some of them, like, you know, voodoo-type shows, too. Man, I'd, li- I'd like to see a chicken get slaughtered. I'd go to that event. That'd be that'd be something to watch. I don't know if I could do human sacrifice, though. That might be a little too much, and that's probably part of a snuff film, and I'd get arrested and be a part of murder, you know, uh, you know, uh, something after the fact. So I don't want to see that. You want to kill a chicken? That's okay. Kill a pig? Cool. It's actually a Joel Osteen guitar distortion pedal made by an indie company with dials that are health, wealth, and listen, friend. I kid you not, it exists. I thought about getting it just for the humor value. That's fucking great. Well, there's no, they, I, look here, I'm just going to tell you this right now. This is my opinion and my opinion only. There's no bigger charlatan than him. And all you have to do is look back when Hurricane Katrina hit and he wasn't allowing people to camp inside his church. Or, or it was, wasn't even, no, it wasn't Katrina. It was the, uh, the other one, that, the one that wrecked Houston. Oh, I'm sorry to all my Houston friends uh, that I forgot. They, yeah, it wasn't Katrina. But that, that, the, the hurricane that just killed, decimated all of Houston, thought it was going to wash it out. It didn't. but he wouldn't let anybody go there. His church was closed for like three days. And then once the media got a hold of that and they found out they weren't letting even churchgoers, church members in, boy, Joel Osteen changed his tune. He was front and center. Oh, come on in. Come on in, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And deflection is their main thing that they do. They have to, I think they probably go through hours a day of deflection class. Uh, Pastor Olstein, um, the first three days uh, you weren't allowing anyone in. Well, we're letting people in now, and they're going to worship, and Jesus is going to watch over them, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a second, he never answered. I thought of you watching the last season of the Gemstones when Steve Zahn preached in his militia and brought up the rattlesnakes. Oh, that was heaven. That was heaven. Man, oh, man. If I could find me a snake handling church, I'd go. I am not going to handle the serpent. No. I am going to go, though, for the entertainment value. And if you think that is very sacrilegious of me to say the entertainment value, that is all it is. 
I am not disenfranchised with the church. I am disenfranchised with organized religion. From as big as Joel Osteen as to as little as a shack in the middle of the woods where they're fucking carrying snakes around. It's a show. It's a very, very clean show where you can talk about murder and you can talk about death and you can talk about sex. Ah. But you do it in a godly way. That's all it is. Let, let, let me ask you a question. Just just let me ask you. And, and I could sound like a very, very upset religious person. I'm not. I'm not. Because I, I, I see it for what it is and now I can enjoy it a little bit more. I still I listened to gospel music before the show this morning. Maybe it put me in this this mindset. I love gospel music. I think it's beautiful. Um, but I've always asked this question: How come God needs ten percent of your money? Just wondering. I mean, it's in the Bible. You know that that book that was written by man. My God's not poor. Now, if my God was poor, I imagine that he would actually work for food and not just stand on a street corner trying to hustle people for dope. I just never understood that. Send your donations to the Church of AIG. Yes, please do. I will take your donations. I will get you spiritually right. And by spiritually right, whatever you want to believe in. I don't care. I think that could be my religion. I don't care. Hey, what do you think about space aliens? I don't care. Are they affecting me right now? No, I don't care. They're not in my hula hoop? I don't care. Just don't. (laughs) But I know I'll never get to that enlightenment. I'd be the fucking Dalai Lama if I ever got to that much enlightenment. All right, phone number is 775-357-FANS, arnieradio1 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Mixler as well. Listener mail uh, brought to you by our friends at JS Floors coming up next. Uh... And said, say a prayer for me She threw her arms around him Whispered, God will keep us free They could hear the riders coming He said, this is my last fight If they take me back to Texas They won't take me back alive There were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun. They were praying for the lovers in the valley of the gun. When the battle stopped and the smoke cleared, there was thunder from the throne. Seven Spanish angels took another angel home. 
reach down and pick the gun up that lay smoking in his hand. She said, Father, please forgive me. I can't make it without my man. And she knew the gun was empty. And she knew she couldn't win. But her final prayer was answered when the rifles fired again. There were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun. They were praying for the lovers in the valley of the gun. When the battle stopped and the smoke cleared, there was thunder from the throne. And seven Spanish angels took another angel home. There were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun They were praying for the lovers In the valley of the gun When the battle stopped and the smoke cleared There was thunder from the throne And seven Spanish angels Took another angel home all right, y'all, help me now. There were seven Spanish angels at the altar, at the altar of the sun. Oh, I believe they, they were praying for the lovers that it was in the valley of the dawn. Well, well, well. When the battle stopped and the smoke went, there was thunder Back a few months ago, I was headlining at a great big nightclub. And he put me up a couple of days early. I came in a couple of days early, and they put me up at what they call the Star Suite. Now, here I am, headliner in one of the biggest nightclubs in the country, and I wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning in this Star Suite, all by myself. Yeah, that's what I said, all. But I did what I've always done, man, to cheer myself up. I picked up my guitar, I sat down, I wrote me a little song. Now this is how it feels to be alone at the top of the hill trying to figure out why. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're perfect in every way I can't wait to look in Cause I get better looking each day To know me is to love me I must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble But I'm doing the best that I can I used to have a girlfriend but I guess she just couldn't 
all of these love-starved women who keep clamoring at my feet. Well, I probably could find me another, but I guess they're all in all of me. Who cares? I never get lonesome, cause I treasure my own company. It's hard to be humble You're perfect in every way Can't wait to look in the mirror Can't wait to look in the mirror Help me out now, come on I get better looking each day To know me is to what? To know me is to love me Must be a hell of a man I must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're doing what? We're doing the best that we can. I guess you could say I'm a loner, a cowboy outlaw, tough and proud. Well, I could have lots of friends if I wanted, but then I wouldn't stand out from the crowd. Some folks say that I'm egotistical. Hell, I don't even know what that means I guess it has something to do with the way that I fill out my skin-tight blue jeans Whoa. Come on, where's all the kickers in here? Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're perfect in every way When you're perfect in every way Can't wait to look in the mirror I can't wait to look in the mirror Cause I get better looking I get better looking each day To know me is to what? To know me is to love me Must be a hell of a man Must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard Lord, it's hard to be humble What are we doing? We're doing the best that we can One more time, what are we doing? We're doing the best that we can First thing I remember knowing is a lonesome whistle blowing. And a youngin's dream of growing up to ride On a freight train leaving town Not knowing where I'm bound No one to change my mind Mama tried One and only rebel child From a family meek and mild My mama seemed to know what lay in store Despite all my Sunday learning with the bad I kept on turning Till mama couldn't hold me anymore And I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole No one could steer me right But mama tried, mama tried, mama tried To raise me better But her pleading I denied That leaves only me to blame Cause mama tried
daddy, rest his soul, left my mom a heavy load. She tried so very hard to fill his shoes. Working hours without rest, wanted me to have the best. She tried to raise me right, but I refused. And I turned 21 in prison, doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but mama tried, mama tried. Mama tried to raise me better But her pleading I denied That leaves only me to blame Was Mama tried Now back to the Arnie State Show Also known as Ass Your ass look good I'm gonna violate that Wait, no, that's not Wait, wait Word Call 775-357-FANS. Ah, welcome back to the big show here on a gorgeous, uh, balmy. I know it's summertime. It's going to be hot. Uh, it, uh, that's all I have to say about that. A uh, little nervous about the computer here. It started acting all hooey again. But we're going to get through it, I promise you. Uh, we have listener mail coming up right here and now. By the way, if you missed the first hour and 20 minutes, what the fuck? Go to ArnieRadio.com. Just go there. Sign up for it. $2.99 a month. Real, real easy. I got to put a dip in uh, because, well, we're, we're fixing to sing. Um, why does this sound like Tommy singing? Who, Mac Davis? Hmm. Going to be a high of 87 here today. Woo, goddamn, break out the jackets. That's cold. Breaking news, Alicia says, new forensic study confirms tens of thousands of illegal ballots were cast in Detroit, Michigan. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I mean, come on, really? You're kidding me. Um, We'll get back to that. I'll look that up if I can find a screen that's working. Um, Before we do that, though, we got to get the listener mail. Brought to you by our dear friends at JS Floors, the best flooring store in the West. Oh, my God, the rest. Oh, boy. Boy, they have stooped. They have stooped. The rest, yeah, they like to show up at your house dressed as Amish floor fixers. That's the name of their company, Amish floor fixers. But instead of fixing your floors, what they do is they drug you and then force you to manually stimulate their horses because they show up at your house on horseback because they're Amish. They make you manually stimulate the horses to ejaculate all so they can blackmail you into paying to finance their senior trans snuff films. It's disgusting, all for the benefit of some shit-a-stand princes. And I got to say, enough is enough. Do not use those other floor people. They are evil. Go to my friend Jesse. Jesse doesn't know anything about Amish people, let alone wants you to stimulate a horse. Jesse's against that. No, all he wants to do is put in great floors for you. So give him a call at 775-267-4123. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. Scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Now, the, the, the first one, boy, we, 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 we have an ask here, so I, I have to play this. And it took long enough to fucking load. So we're going to play it. We've got two of them today. And by the way, 
We've got a brand new verse to this one. All my exes have switched sexes And that is just plain insane to me But all my exes switch their sexes And that's why I judge so fucking much Roberts down in Sacktown wearing frilly things. Then there's Dawn whose waist went wrong and is a sow now. <laughs> Brandon tried and tried and tried, couldn't fill my shoes. And now they all share in unemployment blues now. It's time for you to help you. All you have to do is write to me. If you don't do that right now, I'll be forced to go out and fuck a cow. Second verse. I remember when y'all were so ho ho friendly to me. Brings to mind another time if I see you again. That wine rack will look like kind of a no-no. If I see you before then, your face will become a Picasso. Now it's time for me to help you. All you have to do is write to me. If you don't do that right now, I'll be ours to go out and fuck a cow. Oh, I didn't do that part. It's been rumored that I died, but I'm alive and well in Texas. There you go. Now, let's see if the other one will play. Let's see if we can find it first. Um, this is kind of a treasure hunt looking for these, especially now that nothing's working. Come on, work. Oh, there we go. Chicken biscuit. Oh, I'll take a chicken biscuit. Chicken biscuit sounds good. I don't want this ad. No, I already watched an ad. Why I got to watch two ads? That's some bullshit. Here we go. Now it's time. Here we go. I haven't done this one in a while, so here you go. By the way, with a dip in my mouth. Got some problems. I can help you. Don't you worry. I'm a trained professional. We've all been there. 
Time after time, now you gotta ask. So I can help you out. Ask me now, ask me now. Be for a fuck a cow. You know I'll do it and brag about it. Fucking a cow, fucking a cow. All your ratings were in the gutter. You sure miss me, that is fucking obvious. Fat and fatter is what you've become. Don't you really miss me? When paychecks just come out Ask me now Ask me now Before I fuck that cow I just saw it It's gonna get it I'm fucking a cow Fucking a cow You hear my voice in the morning hours and miss me The radio reminds me that I'm in the right place Driving down the road you hear me say All the good words like shit and fuck Talk and cunt Ask me now Ask me now Because I'm fucking a cow. I told you I'd do it and brag about it. I'm fucking a cow. Ask me now. Ask me now. Please say this poor cow. I ain't stopping. Till I'm popping, fucking a cow, fucking a cow. Ask me now, ask me now, ask me now. I fucked a cow. There you go. Bam. That shit just happened. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Let's see. Uh, what did you send me here, Stack Car? Let's see what you sent me here, fella. Okay. Guy robbing a bank or something? Guy's empty now. Oh, okay, he's robbing a store. Punjabi students deliver Punjabi justice. Okay, kick ass. Let's see what this does. All right, guys, robbing the place. This is the video that he just put on here. I'm watching it on my phone because I know it won't open on here, and I don't want to lose all my mails. Guys, totally robbing this place. They ain't doing shit. Let's go. How long is this video? Don't do that. Uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, my God. Good Lord. 
There's a stick, a kendo stick out of nowhere. He is getting a beat down of his life. Punjabi justice at its finest. Oh, he's hitting him in the foot. That's going to be a broken foot. Oh, that's a shin decapitator. This is the greatest video ever. Oh, he's beating his ass now. He's got him in the hind quarters. He's painting that back porch red. That is great. That is fantastic, stack car. Uh, all right, first mail is from Heather. This is Dear Arnie. I have a question for you, and I'd really like your help. You see, my parents are celebrating 35 years of marriage together. Well, that is awesome. Hold on a second here. That that deserves. And they're having a big party. Okay, I can see that. 35th anniversary. What is that? Like, is that is that tungsten? Is that is that the tungsten one? I think I'm right. Um, here's the problem. My parents are hardcore Joe Biden Democrats, and I am not. In the past couple of years, our conversations have been more arguments than anything, including leading us both to leave each other's houses. So my question is, should I go to this party where I know an argument is going to happen, or do I skip my parents' big anniversary, Heather? Woo! Man! Holy shit! Boy, oh boy, I got to put the old thinking cap on now. So, Heather, this is what you got to ask yourself. What's more important to you? Happily celebrating your parents' 35th wedding anniversary or being right? Or at least thinking that you're right? You're not going to get another opportunity to go to their 35th anniversary again. Um, a lot of people are writing in. Let's see. Uh, that was better than some AEW match. Amen to that, Stackar. Tell them to shut the fuck up when they start talking politics that you want to enjoy their anniversary. Alicia says, go show your support for their marriage. Hot Mama says, you can't tell them that you're not going to talk about politics. Swoosh says, go celebrate them. Don't talk politics and tell them you're just there to celebrate them. Gold says, you got to show up. Make it known that there will be no political talk, and if they ignore that, leave. Um, I think that there is a, 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 a way to do this, and maybe I don't know who the harder Democrat is, Heather. It's easy always to talk to mom in these situations, but if mom is... The hardcore one, then talk to dad and say, hey, dad, I want to celebrate this day with you. I don't want this to become a political fiasco. Let's 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 not talk politics while we're here. Now, if they can if they say no to that, if it's more important for them to be able to talk politics at their party, then that's a question you're going to have to ask yourself. Do you want to eat a big shit sandwich or do you want to miss this? I don't know if you have siblings, I don't know if you have cousins, but everybody's probably going to be at this party. And you don't want to be the asshole not there because you're worried about politics. Go there wearing a Trump 2024 t-shirt and film their reactions. That's funny. Show up in a Trump costume. You don't need to spend all the time with them. Be the bigger person and leave if it's an issue. Go, but if someone starts talking politics around you, just walk away. They'll get the point. 
Um, or just go with a chart uh, showing how fucked up this country is now. You don't have to say a word. Flash the sign and smile. Walk in with a boombox playing corn song politics where the chorus is don't care about politics, don't give a fuck about politics. All wonderful valid points, especially that last one with the boombox. Uh, if they're talking politics, go kiss their cheeks and tell them love them and leave. Oh, bless your heart, you're going to talk politics. Well, that's my cue to go. Happy anniversary. Well, we haven't even gotten to the cake. Well, we, we talked about not talking politics, and you started talking politics. I'm going to go ahead and leave. Look, here, here's the bat. Heather. 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 I know you're probably new to this whole thing. It's okay. It's okay. This is why I'm here. You know why? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Embrace your bad guy. If you go to this party with no intentions to talk politics, you are there to celebrate your mom and dad doing something that isn't done much anymore, and that's staying together for 35 years. If they are so important in their own minds that they have to talk politics, then you can leave. Now, you will be seen as... You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Gold says, bring lots of coke. That helps everything. Politics are temporary. Wu-Tang is forever. ODB for life, baby. Um, But be the bad guy. You're going to be labeled as the bad guy when you leave. So this is the two this is the two choices that you have and this is not a restaurant I'd like to go to. You can either eat a big gigantic shit burger. Mmm. Maybe with extra helpings of more democratic shit. Or you can be labeled the bad guy. Which one tastes better? Give them a subscription to Arnie Radio so they can learn politics, right? Maybe walk in listening to an episode after you subscribe for $2.99. Swoosh, that is a great plan. That's the best plan I've seen. Here, Mom and Dad, listen to this guy. This is your anniversary gift. I got you a year of this guy. That'll only be like $30. I mean, think about it. Um. Yeah, just play this one right here. What a stupid son of a bitch. I'm not quite sure why I'm here or what I'm doing, but there's a reason. What a stupid son of a bitch. How could I be the president of the United States of America? We don't know. We, we, we're still trying to figure that one out, Joe. You've done a great job of fucking, fucking killing us all. All right. Uh, hopefully, Heather, that helps. I, I hope that you have a good time. I, I, I don't know if you will or not, but I, I hope that you do. And I hope that you go in and you celebrate your parents. Rhino says, FJB. Yes, fuck Joe Biden. Uh, walk in uh, before they can say a word. Say, Mom, Dad, I tell you about my OnlyFans channel. <laughs> they will have heart attacks or shut the fuck up about politics. <laughs> That's fantastic.
Scumbag, pay attention! It's time for mail call! Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call! What the fuck do you want? Uh, this is from Ralphie. It says, Arnie, you gold. I am gold. God bless Reddit for bringing you back into my life. You've been missed. I listen to old episodes of your former show for your second-to-none humor. How can I get me one of those shirts? Uh, well, Ralphie, uh, it, real easy. All you got to do, Ralphie, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to type it back. All you got to do is go to 4P5. Take the caps off. And they can make for you today. That's how. So there you go. Message has been sent. I'm glad you found me. Welcome to the show. Hopefully you you found the show and I'm here every day and now you have over a thousand different episodes to listen to. That's right, over a thousand. Can you believe I've done over a thousand of these shows? Send Arnie 500 bucks in your address. Um... I'm sorry that, that I was gone for so long in your eyes. I, I mean, all you got to do is Google me and Arnie Radio comes up. But, hey, thank God for the fine people at Reddit. Thank God for hand sanitizer. <laughs> hand sanitizer could save my life. The story behind that is this. So, from what I understand, a post was put up on some social media that I am probably blocked from. Am I? Hold on a second here. Let's see. So. Oh, no, not blocked from it. Oh, have we? Oh, there it is. So I pull in the gas and on the top of the trash, I see a totally full open bottle of garbage vodka. I'm missing their four ninety nine. Yeah, so he puts this fucking post up, and it turns out that it was hand sanitizer, and everybody is clowning him. <laughs> you owe back pay for memberships at OnlyRadio.com. I agree with that, V Coop. Oh, shit, V Coop. You know what, V Coop? I didn't play your good morning thing today. I like to butt fuck fine ladies. Yeah. Will I choke, hold a bitch? Well, maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, Ralphie. Now you found me. Now you know I'm here. I'm here every morning uh, from, uh, if you're on the West Coast, 7 to 10. I'm here from 9 to mid noon or 10 to 1 on the East Coast. I'm always here. No matter if the computer fucking takes a shit or not. No, he doesn't use, he found it on top of a gas station with shit talking it. Saying, oh, somebody's cheap bottle. This isn't, you know, the kind of vodka I drink. It's not even vodka, stupid. It's fucking hand sanitizer. So uh, for him today, he is our official. Dummy! Yeah! Yeah! Fucking idiot. Hand sanitizer. Moron. And here! Listen up, it's time for mail call! Don't move! Stay where you are! It's time for mail call! Okay, now what the fuck do you want? <laughs> B-Coop says wine racks don't stop Arnie. Hell no. George, this is from George. It says, Arnie, my name is George, and I've been listening to you for years and years, and I've always found your humor and your advice very, very valuable. 
I want to ask my girlfriend to marry me, but I'm drawing a blank on how to do it. Any suggestions? It's funny. Braddy Kid and I were talking about this the other day. Um, the funny part is he doubled down on the air and called everyone idiots. Uh, he went to hang a pump up, fell, and ended up in the trash can and felt at home. Um George, let me give you the do-nots of proposing. Do not propose at a Taylor Swift concert. Everybody's doing it now. When her, her little love song, love story song comes on, everybody proposes. Okay? Another place not to propose. Don't do the Jumbotron. Don't do it at a sporting event. Don't do it on television. It's played out. By the way, everybody in the stadium. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this truth out on everybody's behalf, and I'll take the, I'll take the brunt of it. We all hate you. <laughs> you people that get engaged at ball games, we hate you. Why? Because you're stopping the action. I didn't come to a sporting event to watch you get engaged. By the way, the only thing worse than that are the fake ones that they put together where the girl says no and she runs off. Is this a, is a celebrity ass death match? Worst ways to propose or, or proposal fags? Maybe. That's some huge faggy shit type proposing in a Swift concert. What is wrong with dudes? Do you not know your woman? Do you not know the things she likes? We don't know what your chick likes. Get creative with something she enjoys. That's the best piece of advice right there. George, go someplace you guys frequent and ask her there. Yes, another place not to do it. Do not do it at a random movie theater after your future mother-in-law has taken you out for a six-ounce steak. For example... And a movie theater you've never been to. That's just a personal one I've heard. George. George, you're not that stupid. Come on. Maybe you are. So if you are that stupid, let me ask you this. George, where was the first place you guys had a date? George, where was the first place you kissed her? George, where was the first place you told her I love you? And she said it back. Now, if those are all in the bedroom, then that's a bad spot. But uh, think of the, the, the first that you guys did, because here's the thing. And all guys, especially when you reach my age, you don't you don't care about it as much my age, but you you know this for a fact. Women remember all of it. Why? Because it's important to them. I know it's important to us as well, but we don't put it on the top of the list. It's somewhere down there that we know where the first date was. We're like, yeah, we know, but see, that's on top of their list. Okay, yes. Yes, I know. I, look, look, look. Weddings will never be as important for men as they are for women. I've said that for years. Women, <laughs> women dream about their weddings. Okay? They dream about it. 
especially the first one. Now, George, if this is your first wedding, find some place that is very, very special to the two of you. Take her there. Or, look, 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 if y'all went to McDonald's on your first date, you could do this there. You order the exact same thing you got. You ask her to marry you. It's probably a bad idea at McDonald's, but at least it was your first date that you had. Just saying. God, it's not that hard. I'd like to inject you here. For the love of God, do not get engaged at a restaurant. Do not get engaged on Valentine's Day and buy a ring that means something to her, no less than a carrot, but something that means something to her. Great. Uh, awesome. Don't, yeah, George, don't put the ring in food. Okay? You don't want her to have to poop that ring out later. You don't want her to break a tooth on it. Don't put it in the champagne. Down on your one knee. Say the magical words. She'll say, yes, it'll be fantastic. Terrible. Things that make a lasting impression we will always remember. Exactly. Definitely at their best friend's wedding. Succubus. Redo your entire first date and purpose at, at the end of the night. Have a scavenger hunt and that uh, ends with the ring. Do something special for her. That's not bad. Filet of fish. Hey, if that was the first sandwich y'all ordered, I, I, fuck. I love me a filet of fish. I don't care what anybody says. Filet of fish is damn delicious. It's the only good fish I've had here in Texas so far. Give her better dick and the ring won't matter. Well, there we go. There we go. There is the advice of advice. <laughs> My God. <clears throat> George, I, I hope we help you out. I hear that homeless people in San Francisco hide the ring in their colons and shit them out on purpose, or they put the syringe in when sharing your needles someday. You hand that to her, I guarantee she'll never forget that day. I would make it fun, something hilarious and fun. There you go. There you go. Lots of great ideas for you, George, and you're welcome. When she says yes and you're happy and you're all excited, then you remember this show. And you go, hey, Arnie, thank you. I appreciate it. And then you're like five years down the line when you hate each other because you're married. Do not blame this show. Just telling you. It's a true fact. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie. I'm a big fan of the show, and usually I agree with you, but I have to challenge you on something. Ooh, I like this. I disagree with you on what you said if Budweiser just, as you said, quote, fell on the sword, or I said sword, but he put sword. Personally, as a beer drinker, and yes, I was a Bud Light regular, I felt let down, and I will never purchase anything, never in anything, all in capitals, from that company again. And yes, I have gone down the list of beers that Bud makes and distributes, and I am done. Keep up the great show, brother, and I loved, all in caps, the shirt yesterday. Oh, thank you, David. Um, let me clarify something, David, and I'm not backpedaling here. I, I am not backpedaling whatsoever, so don't, don't, don't. One thing I never did was hate my ex. We were adults and handled our divorce accordingly. Didn't even need attorneys. Good. Bud Light equals tranny fluid, piss water. Look, look, look. 
Budweiser. I think that if they would have come out and fallen on the sword, the way the word is pronounced, sword, um, if they would have fallen on it immediately, instead of giving us, remember, they went Clydesdale first, and then they went some American bullshit second with these commercials. Then they, they, they showed the, the foolery, the tomfoolery of idiots that drink beer. Walking on hot cement with bare feet, all that kind of shit. Then they had uh, Jason Kelsey, the guy from uh, Kansas City, the tight end. I'm sorry, as as Stephanie calls him, Daddy. I don't know why. He's not that much older than her. As a matter of fact, I, I think maybe she could be actually older than him, but I don't know that for a fact. Um, he came out with some kind of just grunting commercial. If Bud Light would have not come out with any of those commercials and would have fallen on the sword immediately after that debacle of the double down between the mar- after the marketing lady, I think that would have helped back then. But I think you're right now, David. I think you're absolutely right that there are a lot of people that are disenfranchised like you are. And they don't hate Bud Light anymore, and it's worse because they're indifferent to Bud Light. Hate means you still have some feelings towards them. They want you to hate them. They don't want you to become indifferent to them. Mm, What was missing from Celebrity Deathmatch yesterday? Craft beer snobs and picky IPA drinkers. The, The reason why I didn't put any of that in there is because at least they're still putting alcohol in their system. Did you get Garth in there? I thought that he had it with that one. (laughs) No, Garth wasn't a part of the whole, he wasn't a part of Bud Light in general. He, He said what he did and he ruined his own bar. Garth Brooks has got a lot of bad things going on for him. The Tom Segura where he's hiding the body is angering Garth and Garth Brooks angry is not good. Well, I still drink regular Bud if I drink beer, and they don't have uh, my Dirty Wookie or Labatt's because that's what I like. They don't have Labatt's anymore? Look, I, I don't care what you drink. I, I understand that this person, David here, isn't going to drink Bud or Bud products anymore because he felt let down by the company. With the fag CADM, there could be another bracket because there's no shortage. Amen to that. I do think the Bud Light will end up going away, the brand. It will come back. It'll The same piss water will come back, and they'll just relabel it as Light Budweiser or some bullshit like that. Can you please explain the bodies things? Yes, I can. Um... So, comedian Tom Segura, and he started all this, and I think it's hilarious, and I think it's genius. Um, if you look at Garth Brooks's tour stops in the last few years, you notice an uptick in missing people in those stops on those dates. Now, look, it's totally random. 
But Tom Segura had put one and one together and said, well, where, where are the bodies, Garth? And he started putting it up there, and he put up the backing, you know, reference stuff to it as well, the missing bodies and all these concert locations. <laughs> and whenever Garth Brooks tweets, Tom Sakura, I don't know if Tom does anymore because he's been blocked, but whenever Garth Brooks tweets, I tweet out, are you going to uncover the bodies there? And so many people have started to do it to Garth Brooks that Garth Brooks has become very angry about it. Your mom's house podcast fucks with Garth and his one million and a half mommies. No one ever has my Labatt's. It's annoying. I think I drank Labatt's for a little while. But yes, that's where the whole bodies thing came from. And I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. And I'm waiting to get banned by Garth Brooks, too, because I put it on everything. When I, If I see Garth has texted or tweeted something out or... X something out. We got to talk about that stupid shit later. Um, oh, I'm I'm the first one to go. Wow, there's a, I, he was playing in Louisiana a couple weeks ago, and I go, boy, there's a lot of swampland to hide them bodies. Oh, I'm going to be banned soon. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. When I do, I'll share the picture on social media with everybody that I was banned from Garth Brooks' Twitter page. Not Twitter. You can't ban me from the Twitter page. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Donald says I'm always commenting on his shit. It's fucking fun. It's phenomenal. I I troll him and I troll Gavin Newsom a lot. Uh, This is from Cheryl. I'll never understand why these celebrities get involved with politics. Michael Jordan said it perfectly. Republicans buy shoes too. Absolutely he did. Absolutely. I don't know why. Well, I do, and I'll get back to it. Rhino, I will get back to that point. If I don't get back to it, remind me to get back to it. I'll tell you why. Uh, This is from Cheryl. It says, hey, Arnie. I checked all over the website you had before for T-shirts, and I could not find the boo-boo face shirt. I was wondering how I could easily possibly get my hands on that shirt. You have proved once again that you really are the biggest dog in the broadcasting yard. Well, you know. I like to think that... As you all know, I am the most powerful man in media. All you got to do, four, the number four, T, capital T, five, printing, all one word, dot com. Go there, ask Ryan, hey, I want to get a boo-boo face shirt. He can make you that shirt. Did a great job with it, amazing job. The reason why I think celebrities got involved with politics, because they could taste the power. They could taste the power. There it is, 4T5 printing, uh, the Facebook page. Um, And I think that that the power is more intoxicating because they already have the money. You think about it. Celebrities like, like, like George Clooney, who was one of the first really, really mouthy, active political that we really started paying attention to, he had money. He had a ton of money. He ended up making more money when he sold his tequila company for a billion dollars. Why do you think he doesn't make movies anymore? Because he doesn't have to. He can stay home all day and fuck anal. Amal. I'm sorry, his wife. It's A-M-A-L. I always mess that up. Amal. 
But he got politically active. Why did he get politically active? Because it got him power. So much power got him that tequila company, and now the man is a billionaire. And real quick, George Clooney wasn't that good of an actor. Name me a role outside of what, Michael Clayton? And did he win an Academy Award for one of his weird fucking propaganda oil movies or some bullshit? This is the guy that starred in Oceans 11, 12, and 13, and 12 sucked. He wasn't that good of an actor. But they get involved because they taste the power. From Dust Till Dawn, another great reference there. They taste this power. And they see that power opens more doors than money. True story, and I'm glad I picked on George Clooney for this. George Clooney and his wife, Anal, Amal, fuck, A-M-A-L. You can see why I make that mistake. He and his wife were invited to the Markle's wedding which was the biggest royal wedding that they've ever had. Why? Because it was the last one they had, and it was the biggest, of course. He got invited. He and his wife got invited to that, and they had never, ever met the couple. Now, have you ever been invited to a wedding that you ain't even met the couple? I ain't never been invited to a wedding where I ain't never met the couple unless I was a plus one, but he was not a plus one because his wife ain't I'm all, whatever it is. She didn't know him. And they get invited. That's power. Ain't money. That's power. He made his bones on the facts of life. Well, I guess I really only cared about the Selma scene from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, Selma Hayek. Oh, Dust Dust Till Dawn was a good movie. I like Dust Till Dawn. Uh, that was a good. They, the ones they made after it, I didn't watch any of those. But I, I what the original one? Yeah, one of the original one's not bad. Harvey Keitel in there didn't show his dick off, but hey, that's okay. Juliette Lewis didn't get naked in it. Didn't really care for that. But that's why. That, that, that's why the, the, they get involved, because they get this taste of power, and it's delicious to them, and it opens a lot more doors, and they end up not having to do anything. Tom Cruise has avoided it because he has power inside the Scientology church. You don't see Tom Cruise doing hardly anything political. It's all Scientology. And there's not a more powerful actor in Hollywood than Tom Cruise. True shit there. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, Arnie, I don't know if you've ever had this question before, but let's say that you could have anyone be a guest or interview on the show, and you can't say your dad or scab. Who would it be? Hmm. Let's see what he does. Oh, brother, uh, where art that was good. Oh, look, look, he's made decent movies. I liked Ocean's 11 and 13. 13 was my favorite because it had Pacino in there. Hoo-ha! 
Speaking of Mrs. Markle, I've been watching Suits, and you're correct. She has to have a magical pussy because she's at best mildly attractive and not a good actress. Yeah. Uh, Brady Kid, uh, I've had you on the show. Uh, yes, you are the dream guest. Um, let's see. It can't be Scab or my dad. Well, Scab wouldn't last very long in an interview. That interview would be over quickly. You would hear a lot of technical difficulties during that interview, I'm afraid. Um, my dad, my dad would be the ultimate, but I can't answer my dad. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything or not, but hey, everybody get close. Friday night. I believe it 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 it, it five o'clock your time. Five o'clock your time. I'm going to be on the Mikey podcast. I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything yet, but I'm supposed to be on the Mikey podcast on Friday. So check it out. Arnold Palmer. Ooh, that's a good one. Boy, oh boy. I could break the rules. And there's a rule in the state of Texas that um, Arnie States, George Strait, and Stone Cold Steve Austin cannot be in the same room together. It's like the president can't fly with the vice president because you don't want bad things to happen on Air Force One. And that's kind of the rule. Um, uh, what if Donkey was on the show? No, no. Tiger Woods? No. Living and Dead, come on, give us a, a two for Living and Dead. Okay, so Living. Living, I'd go with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I would love to have Steve Austin on the show. That that would be that would be probably he is my favorite wrestler of all time. I mean, I'd I'd love to have Ric Flair on the show. Woo! But but Stone Cold. Around here, we speak American, okay, but Mage says, good morning, Ask AIG. What about Nolan Ryan? Nolan would be great to have on. I love Nolan Ryan. I do love him. Um, I think I'd be... Uh, George W., no. I wouldn't have George W. on the show. That wouldn't be a dream interview. Come on, it's got to be a politician. We all want to hear the real questions. They won't answer. I'd like to hear Willie Nelson interviewed on this show. That'd be uh, Willie'd be great. I, I Stone Cold for the it, just for my own personal grat- gratification. Dead Elvis Aaron Pratt boy. <whistles> Man, dead. I could put Jerry Lee Elvis. Oh, Freddie Mercury. There's a lot of good dead people I'd like to have on. Abraham Lincoln, like, what were you thinking? Your act of northern aggression, sir, divided this country. Hunter Biden? No. No, I wouldn't want Hunter. I, boy, I tell you what, Scott, you might have nailed it there. I, it, to have the king on? 
What about James Doohan from Star Trek? Wait, didn't he just recently die? He had Alzheimer's. Oh, you didn't say my grandmother. You didn't say my grandmother. There it is. There's the dead person, my grandmother. Edna Milliken. M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N. That's how she used to spell it. That was her cadence and everything. Oh, that is that is so good right there. I don't know why I thought about my, my grandmother when he brought up James Doohan, because James Doohan died of Alzheimer's. You know what? I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but my grandmother Edna died of Alzheimer's. Yeah, she used to paint their, their like 46 or 56 Ford Falcon. Royal blue, royal blue house paint, chrome and all. Didn't do anything about the hole in the back seat where I could touch the ground when they were driving. Man, oh, man. Yeah. Did you hear there's Why are we talking about a vaccine for Alzheimer's? We're talking about who I'd interview on the show. Your grandmother, so you can ask the same question over and over. Sorry, had to. Look here. Look, I, I, would, I would interview my grandma. To, to Look, Alzheimer's shit aside. There's a vaccine for deafness, too. What? Um... It would be dead. Dead would be no brainer right there. My grandmother. And I would take a, I, I would take the the 1978 79 version of my grandmother, which would have made her about 75 years old at the time. And man, oh man, that's when she was her most poisonous. Oh. Boy, oh boy, she did not, she did not, she was not afraid of hard, hard endings, let me just tell you that. She would get along perfectly with Joe Murphy. Yeah, Grandma Edna. If I could have Edna on the show. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't want to be here. I don't want to answer any goddamn questions. God damn it, Arnie, why are you mad? Why are you asking me that? Alive, Joe Rogan. No, Alive would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. That would be that would be my my answer there because I could I I would love to talk wrestling with him for like forty six hours. I would probably try to hold him kidnap. I, I would probably try to hold him against his will. He would kick the shit out of me, but it would be worth it. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? She like black me. Oh, Edna would have seen dog shit and quickly cross the street. Yeah, she wouldn't have liked him. Uh, this is from Greg. It says, Arnie, dang! I saw the picture of you in that amazing shirt yesterday and have to say, great job on losing weight. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you can really tell that you've slimmed down. I'm so happy to see that because I don't want to live in a world where you're not broadcasting. And by the way, computers suck, so don't let it get you down. Yeah, the computers have been letting me down here in the studio this week. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's weird. I'm getting things saying wrong address, and then it pops up fine on my phone. I'm trying not to let it. It bothered the shit out of me yesterday because yesterday's show was so big. Honestly, I haven't seen uh, a lot of posts on Instagram go as big as yesterday's did, which I was so excited for. Lots of people commenting, lots of people liking, and then for for the show to be kind of quagmired, if you will, not giggity quagmired, but quagmired in the way quagmired was supposed to mean. With technical difficulties, I was pretty pissed. Pornhub attacks. 
Uh, hey, Aaron. Morning, ass family. Been gone too long. Arnie, I love the shirt of Scab from last week. Oh, it was just yesterday. Hey, Aaron. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, but uh, big thanks once again to uh, 4T5 Printing for that great job. Welcome to Mail Call. Not Bucket. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Last one here. It says, Arnie, I have a couple of wrestling questions for you since you are probably the smartest wrestling fan outside the actual business. I love listening to Bully Ray and Jim Cornette because those guys like you are legends. I like both. Of, I don't listen to either one of their shows because... Jim Cornette's a, a whack job liberal, and I don't like that about him. But I do love his wrestling knowledge, and I can I can put one past the other, but I can only listen to him for so long. Bully Ray uh, from the Dudley Boys, he has a big, serious XM show, and he's very, very popular. Uh, I love him. I think and I got to meet him. He was one of the friendliest people I've ever met. Super nice guy. Once again, the old adage is true. It, it's free to be nice to people. And he was super nice to me. Great shows. I, I, I recommend him very, very highly. Chris Valiant, or I believe Valiant. He's a big wrestling talk. He's a big entertainment guy. Uh, he's another good guy out there in the wrestling world. Going to have to start ordering 3Xs soon. Noticed your weight loss in the boo-boo face picture yesterday. Congrats. Yeah, don't do that anytime soon. I like the big ones. Uh, number one, why has AEW not announced a single match in the biggest show that they're ever going to have at Wembley Stadium? What do you think is going to happen? All right, I'll answer that question first. Well, if you listen to Bully Ray, Bully Ray says that he doesn't think that they should announce any matches for that show which is kind of intriguing, kind of interesting, something that really hasn't been done before, a big stadium show and nobody knows what the matches are. They're allegedly at 70,000 tickets, so I think probably 60,000 seats have been sold. Other 10,000 doled out to press, sponsors, Wacky gimmick giveaways. So they still have 30,000 seats to fill. 30,000 is big. I mean, they can block it out. They can put tarps over seats. They can do that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know why they haven't announced anything. This, this This company, I want to root for this company, and you guys can hear it in my voice that I love wrestling. I love pro wrestling. I, I don't watch the NXT brand because I, I, I want to see those. I don't want to see them stumble early on because then I'll have a bad idea about them. Because I think once you make it to TV level, you shouldn't botch any more matches. That's just me. I appreciate what NXT does. Um. You look back on the, the Ohio Valley wrestling. You look back on the old territory days. And if they had a TV show, they didn't put you on if you sucked. If you sucked, you got the shit beat out of you in the room. AEW keeps putting these people out there that, that aren't very good. And we have no idea who they are. 
and they keep ramming him down. Like, like this, this new white guy that Darby Allen brought, this friend of a friend that they've introduced into matches. And now all of a sudden he's something. He's in a main storyline. I'm like, wait a second. There's nothing built up here. You see, this is what I love about pro wrestling. It's about the story. If you watch the show on Onco or Stars Heels, you'll see it in the last episode of the first season when it's explained by this, this flashy promoter to Ace, one of the stars of the show, that they're going to put the title belt on him next week. And he says, well, wait, where's the story? Where's the story? He goes, oh, they don't care about that. They just want to see you with the belt. Well, that's the problem is that real wrestling fans want the story. We want the story. Now, AEW set up something last Saturday that was pretty intriguing. But I was dismayed by it. CM Punk has come out and said he's the real w, uh, AEW champion. He has a belt. And right now, the current champion of AEW is my man, MJF. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. And they had MJF in this tag match with Adam Cole, Bay Bay. And I do like that tag team. Don't get me wrong. I like that tag team. But on Collision, when CM Punk comes out and says he's the real world champion, there was no MJF to come out and go, wait a second, pal, what does this belt mean? I've never seen that before. That somebody comes out and claims they're a champion, even though there's another person wearing a champion. And I've watched wrestling now for close to, <coughs> well, let's see. Next week will be my anniversary of the first match I ever went to. I'm sorry, August 15th, 1982. I've been watching wrestling for 41 years of my 51 years on this planet. And I've never seen that. And it was stupid. And what they're doing with this Wembley promotion is stupid. The main event is probably going to be MJF against CM Punk, which that's not a bad main event. A better main event would be CM Punk against Kenny Omega. We, we all know that they're real heat. Put them in a match together. Pussies. And put the X over the E in AEW, which stands for Elite, a.k.a. Young Fucks and Kenny Omega. LOL, Arnie, I was one year, one month. I was one when you started watching. Yeah, well, that's how long I've been watching wrestling. By the way, when, they, when he spray-painted over the belt, where was Scott Nash going? Well, that's copied from NWO. John Michaels did the same thing prior to WrestleMania 10. He came back with his IC belt. He never lost. See, so... Uh, but you got to build it up. you got to tell us. I mean... This Wembley show is going to be a shit show. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You want a good match here? You want me to book it? Let, let me book it for you. Um, Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. That's going to draw the most interest. People are going to want to see that fight because that's going to be a real fight. That'll be really awesome to watch. You have the Young Bucks take on. I don't I don't give a shit. You know, fucking Dustin, Dustin Rhodes and fucking Keith Lee. They just get them on the card because everybody loves the young fucks, even though they suck. They don't matter. The match I want to see, get the Blackpool Combat Club or whatever John Moxley is and he's bleeding on. Have them face Dark Order. 
That's a fight I want to see. I want to see Dark Order take on the Blackpool Combat Society. Then if Mark Briscoe's knee is better, get Mark Briscoe in a match somewhere because he's better on a microphone than pretty much anybody except MJF. MJF, you get the week off. Or you get you get to fight Adam Cole, baby, for the world title. I'm just going to watch for all the botches and only that there's going to be another six-star match. There ain't going to be another stick. They, they, they haven't had a six-star match yet. That Bullet Club FTR match was fine. It was good. It was nowhere near the fucking dog collar match of the Briscoes and FTR. Dave Meltzer's a fucking putz. Next time I go to a WrestleCon and I see Dave Meltzer there, I'm going to tell him, you're a fucking putz. Get Kenny Omega's cock out of your mouth. Second question here. Sorry, I got another question here. I watched the Cody Rhodes thing on Peacock. I have to say that I agreed with you for the longest time that he needs to just relax and try to do what genetics gave him. Do you think he'll ever cut as good as promo as his dad, The Dream? This is from PETA. PETA? Um, I watched the, 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 the Cody Rhodes thing on Peacock. It was great. I like Cody. I ain't got a problem with Cody Rhodes. What I got a problem with is Cody Rhodes looks like Captain Crunch when he comes out. His ring attire is stupid. Okay, I, I'm just going to tell you that right now. His ring attire sucks. Get away from that bullshit. You're American nightmare. Okay, we, we understand this play on the American dream, your daddy. And you got a big old Nick tattoo now, and you got the dream tattooed on your chest. Okay. Now, I'm not saying you got to be your dad. But I am saying you do have a speech impediment, just like your daddy did. If you listen to Cody Rhodes talk long enough, he's going to slur a word or two. Not quite as bad as the dream, Daddy. And his voice ain't quite as high as the American dream, neither. But, and I don't need, I don't think he needs to come up with phrases like, be funky like a monkey. Or he's 240 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. I don't think he needs to come up with it, but he needs to start having a little bit more fun in his promos. I'm tired of his serious promos. His promos almost fucking bum me out. And I am so ready for this whole Brock Lesnar feud to be over with him. Brock Lesnar would eat him. Let's tell the truth. There aren't many wrestlers alive that could take on Brock Lesnar. Luchasaurus would get eaten. But there you go. So, yes, uh, do I think he'll ever cut as good a promo as his dad? I hope. That's why I keep watching. That is why I keep watching. All right, 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of Listener Mail, all you got to do is send me an email there, and I will read it on the air. like to be the rainmaker I wonder what it's like to know that I made the rain I'd store it in boxes with little yellow tags on everyone And you could come and see that when I'm done When I'm done 
like to be a superhero I wonder where I'd go if I could fly around downtown It's still 
saw your band jumping around on stage like a bunch of wounded ducks. When you don't learn soccer, you just can't fuck with. story time um i do know i did know bubba the love sponge not well i did know him though um he had a very uh, a very very dear friend of mine knew him through radio channels and um i knew him and when i was no longer a part of said morning show that i was on my friend reached out to me and said hey um, would you mind taking a phone call from Bubba? At this point, I'm thinking, okay, I'm fielding job offers. So there were a couple out there that, that had come to me. And I said, sure, I'll take the call because it was for a friend of mine. So I took the phone call and I talked to Bubba. And the first thing I told him, because I knew Bubba, I knew what Bubba was about. Uh, Missed the last 40 minutes or so. We had to get the boys' schedules for middle school. T-minus one more week left to summer break. Bittersweet for sure. Oh, yeah. So Bubba called me, and I said, the first thing I said was, I am not, you can't use my voice on your show. You go, what do you mean? I say, if you're recording this, you got to stop recording it. 
Oh, brother, I just want to talk to you. I was like, okay. Well, I'm just letting you know that you do not have my consent. I go, Bubba, I know you. I know what you're about. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Th- I'm not putting down what you're about. I know exactly what you're about. And he's like, okay, all right, no problem. And he wanted to talk to me, and he wanted. It, there was no job offer. He, he kind of hinted around, maybe there could be, but I had to play ball, kind of, sorta. Wanted some information because Bubba Love Sponge had recently dipped his toes in the Sacramento market. He wanted some scoop on certain people. And even though I was full of hate and rage, and by the way, still to this day, seven years later, still am, I didn't give it to him. If anybody's going to fucking out, this person's going to be me. I'm not going to let Bubba the Love Sponge do it. And I never, ever heard from him again. But that was my, that was my, my, my run-in with Bubba the Love Sponge. Um, Special Chaos says, love this song, but keep picturing him tell Joe Dirt to call a wambulance. Good old Kid Rock. R.I.P. Joey C. Now, uh, interesting story here. Our first jamboree at 98. When we were, when we were first hired at, at 98 Rock in Sacramento. Wasn't he in the Reno market for a month? I think he, he might have been for a little bit, Kale. We showed up at Jamboree, and it was the first time I had ever received, like, and, and this was kind of a festival. This was a whole day of shows, and the headliner were Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock. And I was excited because I loved Limp Biscuit, by the way, still do, full disclosure. Um, and this is right when their second album, Significant Other, came out. Nookie was big. And Kid Rock was still living off the uh, uh, Devil Without a Cause CD. And I'll never forget, we had all access passes. We could go everywhere. We could go, we could go into trailers if we wanted to. And there was a time when Joe C was backstage, and I remember somebody going, it's so terrible that he brings a child on stage. And we're all like, the guy ain't no child. He's like fucking 40 years old. He's got kidney problems. He's like Gary Coleman. And Joe C was the nicest, friendliest guy in the world. He just wanted a sushi. But he was cool as shit. And uh, but but that was my run in with Joe C. And then, and then the, the story of the story of that show, the backstage story was this. Rhino says, gonna pull this, uh, gonna plug this show on the salty cracker restream on Rumble. Nice this evening. Starts at 4:30 avocado time. His audience will love the show. Fantastic. You said you were done with them after you became pussies during... Oh, I'd never... Oh, no, no, no. I'll never go see Limp Bizkit again. But I still love their music. Yeah, Limp No, I, I will never see them perform again because they were pussies during COVID. Fuck them. But their music, I still love it. Um, but the big story of that show was this. Is that at the time, Fred Durst, the lead singer, the lead rapper in Limp Bizkit, was... In a, in a relationship, pretty much fucking, Carmen Electra. And Carmen Electra was at the show. And let me tell you, Carmen Electra in person is quite hot. Like, goddamn. The story, and I talked to the person that actually walked in on this, 
And those two groups were touring together. They were doing festivals all over, and it ended after this show because one of the people that was delivering food walked into Kid Rock's trailer when he was balls deep in Carmen Electra. Fred Durst did not like that at all. I think that's why he was jumping up and down on all the cars as he found that out. Best part of the whole, the whole day, and I've told this story a million times. I, this is my, one of my favorite. And this is back when, it, this, this just shows you the pussy that Chris Payne is. Yeah, I said it. He's a pussy. We're backstage. We're watching Kid Rock. We're behind Kid Rock. We have the greatest seats in the house. We are watching it from backstage. And Kid Rock has this security guard that's like 22 feet tall. He's like, if you watch WWE and you know who Almost is, this is Almost's big, big brother. And he's like, I need you all to clear the backstage. We're coming off. Like, yes, sir. We walk down off stage, and it's like got five minutes left, right? There's these two gals, and they, they, were, they were in the entertainment industry. <clears throat> I think they were uh, dancers. Of some sort. And one of, and they were fucked up. I don't know what they were on, but they were fucked up. And one of them, their top kept falling down. And she had extraordinary boobies. Now, I'm standing back there, and, and Payne's with me, and we're waiting for Kid Rock to come off stage. And this girl's boobs fall out. Now, I'm a man. And the rule of men is, you don't say shit. You enjoy the boobs. Well, not, not. <laughs> now, whenever I think of Chris Payne, I think of this story. Paging Dr. Faggot. Dr. Faggot. Uh, excuse me, miss. Miss, your top fell down. I, I, I mean, and I did that slow turn to him. I did that slow look at him and go, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, your top fell. I'm like, yeah. She's like, ah, oh, thanks, and she pulls it up, and then fucking 10 seconds later, tits out again. I'm like, yes, ma'am, ma'am. At this point, I'm almost assaulting him. Ma'am, ma'am, your top. Oh, those guys are fine. That's what people were saying about us. So then Kid Rock gets off the stage. He's got almost his big, big, big brother. Escorting him off. He's got a big fur overcoat on. Fucking awesome. And he's walking off stage. He's looking down at the ground. And these two girls, just the, the topless girls, they, they go, hey, kid. And kid turned and looked. And they started making out like 9,000. I mean, they were they were full on. They One girl's tongue, I think, went through the, the other girl's butthole through her mouth. Now, now, Chris didn't say anything here, mainly because I would have knocked his ass out. Well, they make out in front of him. He looks up at almost his big, big, big brother and says something. And almost big, big brother looks over to the girls and he just signals them, come this way. I'm like, that's a hero right there. That right there is a patriot. Not only did he slay Carmen Electra, he's going to have a threesome now. Fuck yeah. 
I don't give a shit how much money you have or how famous you are. I ain't fucking Kid Rock, one of the ugliest men I've ever seen. No, thank you. Yeah. Do you punch him in the arm, call him fag? Oh, I did. Pain your vagina was hanging out of your thong. No shit. I'll never, ever forget that. I'm like, what are you doing? You can't have her walking around with her top. Yes, you can. With titties like that, yes, you can. If her titties hit the ground, then you say something to her. She's in, if, she's, if she should be in the pages of National Geographic, then you say something. Hey, hon, you might want to huck up your slacks. Speaking of gross women, if you're eating, I would suggest that you stop. A lawsuit has been filed against superstar rapper, and I say that with a snide in my voice, Lizzo. That's her latest hit. It's called My Name's Dawn. Lizzo is sued by ex-dancers Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noel Rodriguez, who claim they were forced sexually harassed and forced them to perform sex acts with a banana at a strip club. They claim that she created a hostile work environment. Um... The pop star, whose name I don't care what is, faces a battle, a legal battle. Uh, the dancers led she committed, uh, commented on their weight and pressured one to touch a nude performer in a strip club. The accused famous singer is inviting cast members to take turns touching nude performers uh, inside an Amsterdam strip club. She encouraged catching dildos launched from vaginas and eating bananas protruding from women's vaginas. Boys have penises and girls have diabetes. That is true. That is very true. Now, 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 I got. I, I have to ask this question. How big? Look, I, I understand that she is big, and she's a star, but that doesn't necessarily make her a big star. See, you got to be big, big star status to have people eating fruit out of other people's vaginas. See, that's something that's set up for like, like. I mean, we're talking. Man, oh man, Elvis could have done it. I'm sure Elvis did do it. Um, Led Zeppelin, the, those guys, they, they, they could have eaten all kinds of fruit and had their band eat all kinds of fruit out of vaginas and buttholes. The stunning nature of how Lizzo and her management team treated their performers seems to go against everything Lizzo stands for publicly. Privately, she weight shames her dancers and demeans them in ways that are not only illegal, but obviously demoralizing. Her dance captain is also failing, uh, facing a slew of accusations. Shirlene Quigley shared lewd fantasies with the dancers, discussed the virginity of one of the plaintiffs while berating those who had premarital sex. 
That is not her dance, Captain, is it? Oh, she's even got fat dancers. Wait a second. Holy, oh, dear God. Oh, dear God in heaven. The Lizzo show is an all-fat girl show? She wanted fat girls to eat bananas. If you would have covered them in chocolate, I don't think you would have asked twice. <laughs> I ain't eating no banana with no chocolate out of it. Some gal's hoochie. You put some syrup on there, I'll eat the shit out of it. I mean, they're in Amsterdam, for God's sake. You're in a nightclub, for God's sake. What do you think's going to happen at a nightclub? People are drinking and doing drugs. Yeah. There are women there, and uh, and then people have guns. So yeah. anyway, go ahead. You know, last week, it's funny, Brady Kid brought this thing up. There was a story last week about how Taylor Swift and her performance caused an earthquake of 2.3 on the Richter scale, I think, up in Seattle. And she asked me, she's like, doesn't this register all over? I'm like, yeah, it's just a slow news day. How fucking big an earthquake does the Lizzo show fucking reach? I mean, with all these fucking big gals on stage. I mean, I ain't kidding. Hold, here y'all go. Look, I, this is the soft on tour right here. I've had... Uh, Alliances in my life with various 80s hairband rockers, but they were at least decent looking at the time. None of them looked like Macaulay Culkin on a cocaine bender. Also, he can't sing. Okay, I'm off my kid rock tantrum. Okay, good. Do you think that they have to play that swoosh? Do you think they have to play this whenever Lizzo goes to Columbia? A reminder, Columbia shouldn't have a hippo problem. I mean, I remember, you remember the old the old rap group, the Fat Boys? At least the Fat Boys had hot girls, like, dancers on the side. She is, this is the Fat Girls show. And look, look here, I'm fat and I can talk about it. Trash Band says, still better than Neil Diamond. Jesus, let it go. They'll break the San Andreas fault line. The ground shakes like when Godzilla's fighting King Kong. Dear Lord, oh, my God. I can't believe people pay to see this. And and, and now, hold on. It's great that these big gals are out there and they're not afraid to show off what they got. I think more power to them. Good for you. But you're going to be the subject of ridicule. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I live in the real world. I live in a real mean world, okay? And if you're going to get mad, you're going, oh, I can't believe Arnie was making fun of fat dancers. Oh, those dancers take a lot of, that takes a lot of guts to be out there. Yes, it does. It takes a whole lot of guts, and they got it. Better than Neil Trash is a confirmed chubby chaser. Are you from Detroit? <laughs> So 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 let 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 let's 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 play this out for a second, shall we? How do you go to an underling that works for you in this day and age? It, it, like in 1950, I can see a boss saying, "Hey, I want you to eat a banana out of that gal's cooter." I can see that. But in the year of our Lord 2023 here, 
How is it that you can go, hey, I want you to catch a dildo that this gal shoots out of her cooter? Well, that just ain't going to fly in most HR departments. Okay, so you, you caught the dildo. Okay, you, you want an extra bonus? All right, we're going to get Madge over there, the 75-year-old prostitute here in Amsterdam. It might look like a roast beef sandwich. It ain't. It ain't roast beef covered with banana. It's just banana. <laughs> she only hires fat dancers. Someone tell he. <laughs> That's just mean. You see that? I got a job. I got a new job. Oh my God, that is just too funny. I had no idea. See, this is why I, this, this this is my favorite part of doing the show. Honest to God, this is my favorite part of doing the show, is when I find out interesting, delicious tidbits that all her backup dancers are ginormous fat asses. That's like Christmas morning to me. That's like opening a package and getting like, like, like growing up, I was poor. Grandma wasn't because grandma, grandma got me whatever I wanted because she had Social Security coming in for her and George and George's pension from Caterpillar. So she had disposable income. And this was like the Christmas day that I got the little bitty version of Pac-Man, like the, the arcade game, but it was like a desktop arcade game. That's what it feels like when I find these stories. When I get these stories and I find out that all of Lizzo's backup dancers are fucking enormous pigs, it's like when I opened that box and I saw that Pac-Man game because the Atari Pac-Man, if you're old like me, you remember how shitty Pac-Man was the biggest thing in the world. Okay, Pac-Man fever, there was a song about it, there were TV shows, I think they had Pac-Man cereal, it was the biggest video game in the world. And it came out after Atari, and then Atari's version of Pac-Man came out and it was shitty. Because Pac-Man wasn't even round. He had like triangle mouth and the square back. And the ghosts were all squares, and it sucked. But my pop-up video arcade one was fantastic. It was the greatest, one of the greatest gifts I ever got as a kid. And that's what it's like. When I opened that, I, I was almost in tears as a kid because I was so happy. When I saw those backup dancers right then and there, that was amazing. That was like Christmas. Refrigerator with arms, no neck. Lizzo challenge, eat a sandwich, working, work throwing up while watching Lizzo music videos without throwing up, okay? The Atari Pac-Man was pure trash, amen. Atari Pac-Man sucked balls. Are you talking about the handheld joystick that just connected to the TV? No, 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 no. This was like a, this was about maybe a foot and a half tall, and it looked like an actual arcade game, and it had a little bitty joystick. But it was Pac-Man. It was like $150. And back then, that was a lot of money. Woo, did I get mad. Did you make your grandmother buy you that? No, I did not, which I did. But Atari Pac-Man was hideous. I still played it all day long. Oh, yeah, if that's all you had. But it didn't make you better at the arcade version. You know what's so funny about video games? Damn rich boy, I had to wait until I was 30 and I got a Pac-Man mini. I wasn't rich. No, that was grandma rich. That was that was thanks to Caterpillar rich. 
Um, I'll never forget when I first got, because uh, I, I played Atari. You know, I had Atari growing up, and I didn't get Sega. I didn't get any of the in-betweens. I never had ColecoVision. I never had, you know, all those games. I waited until Nintendo came out. And I remember I was so pissed when Nintendo came out and the controllers weren't a joystick. Like, I didn't think I could ever play video games again because I thought I needed the joystick and the one button. Soon I, I learned. Baseball Stars, greatest Nintendo sports game ever. How much did she pay for it? You know she was changed. She changed the price tag. Oh, she couldn't change the price tag on that one. I was paying. I think she ordered that one from Sears. She got that one on the Sears card, so she paid that one off all year. Oh, yeah. I, I Man, when the Sears catalog came and, gra- and I was at Grandma's house, whoo, Daddy, we could do some damage. I did get the G.I. Joe tank for $1.50. I have to admit that. I wanted the I, I wanted it so bad. I wanted the G.I. Joe tank so, so bad. And I told grandma and, and and the G.I. Joe tank was like $30. Oh man. Kale, I don't think it's gonna let me check because it ain't letting me go to any links right now. So I have to I'll have to try back. My computer's being all hooey again. It's not even letting me open stories. By the way, by the way, before I get uh, off too far of a tangent here, once again, major, major kudos. Major, major kudos going out to Christopher, who went to the star-studded premiere of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles new movie, Mutant Mayhem, last night. Man, oh man, Christopher, you are knocking it out of the park, my man. Uh, copy and paste. Uh, do you remember in television with those weird... Pa- oh, I do. In television had weird controllers and so did ColecoVision. Uh, Tecmo Bowl, if you weren't Bo Jackson, you lost. Unless you were the Bears. The Bears could almost stop Bo Jackson. Tecmo Bowl was a fantastic game. I did love Tecmo Bowl. But Baseball Stars... The, the reason why... Ba- th- this was the cool thing about Baseball Stars is that you had the All-Stars, which were the, the, and they had names like Babe and and Ted, like Ted Williams, you know, they had all the Henry, they had all these guys, right? And you had to, uh, you had to build your own team. And there are a couple of tricks that you could do, like, you know, if you knew the patterns, you could get all these guys who had like a 99 rating, which was the highest rating you could get, and you could build your whole team through that. And what you would do is you would earn money by beating other video game teams. Well, that takes too long. So you have to cheat it. So you find out that if you beat the ladies' team, because there was a girls' team on Baseball Stars, you won the most money. So what you would do, and then they would run rule thing. So you'd always be the home team when you played against the gals, right? You'd get them out, one, two, three, no problem. You'd play two-player. That way you didn't... And then you'd have the girls' team hit batters until you scored 10 runs, and you'd get money, and you could build up your team. And I had my team stacked. 
And back then in Nintendo, if you wanted to save your, your data, you had to hit reset and then reset and off. Otherwise, you'd lose everything. And my team, the, the, the All-Star, I, I named them all after my friends that I played baseball with. And I had some epic battles with the All-Star. And that's what made the game so great is that sometimes the computers could still win. Oh, that was such a fun game. 85 Bears beat Bo. Yeah, 85 Bears were good on Tecmo. Bullshit with San Francisco. There was an unstoppable slant play. Literally nobody could stop anybody. Arnie, I bet you played track and field in the arcade and maybe had a cheat bar. I, I hated track and field because that was the one you had to use both hands and pat on the, the paddles. I hated that. That game was too much exercise. I didn't like the Nintendo. I didn't like I hated the Nintendo Wii. I didn't think that video games should not offer any sort of exercise whatsoever. I, I did not care for that. Uh, Adam J. Damn, all this work stuff is always getting in the way of my ass fix. Buenos dias, Arnie. Buenos dias, amigo. RBI baseball and double dribble were the goats. I didn't like RBI. I liked baseball stars better than I liked RBI. I wasn't a big fan of it. Tapper, best arcade game ever. Oh, man, best arcade game ever. See, they, there was a game that I loved in the arcades. It was called NARC. Do you remember NARC? where the dirty bums would throw syringes at you, and you'd have to shoot them and kill them, and then you got clowns that had knives that would come after you. Narc was one of the... And then you get in the, the fucking police car that was like a Camaro, and you would just fucking run over people. Narc, that game was the shit. My thumbs got good and strong playing my PlayStation and Xbox. That's enough exercise. Amen. If anyone has NES games and want to send them my way, I want to build up my library again. The my, my favorite, I think this was on Xbox. It was either Xbox or PlayStation. Because I don't play games anymore because I can't like I can't play first person shooter games anymore because the, the movement makes me sick. I don't know why. The last first-person game that I played was the Punisher game where you could, like, put people in wood chippers. Fucking awesome game. My goat for arcade game was, uh, besides Street Fighter, was uh, Shinobi. I hate NARC because you get in that car and drive five feet and crash into something just off the screen. If, if you can't see the fucking thing, yeah. The car would crash. You would crash into dumpsters, and it would throw you out, and then the fucking the junkies would hit you with their syringes. But my fa- my all-time favorite game, next to Baseball Stars, was, uh, was a game that came out, and it was called Manhunt. The original Manhunt video game, where you were the star of a snuff film, and you had to go around and commit heinous murders... Like, you would, you would kill people with fucking crowbars. You could pull out a dude's spine. And you had to go on all these treks. And it's one of the only games I played from start until finish. Now, I've played the Grand Theft Auto. And that was one of the last games I could play, too, before my eyes started fucking with me on the games. I could never play Call of Duty. That, that game always made me sick. 
Greatest game ever. Rockstar never duplicated that. Well, they tried to. They came out with a Manhunt 2 where you escape from a, a an insane asylum. But I, I could never get paid. There was a there was a there was a hole in the game, and you could never get past this big staircase. But yeah, uh, Manhunt was man that game. I spent hours playing that game, and that game you could lower the screen like the 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 the, the brightness of the screen, and you turn it up, and it had fucking serial killer music in there. That game was awesome. I tried to. Uh, Let's see. Uh, see, greatest game ever. Rockstar never never got into sports games, but give me a game where I can kill shit. Uh, I tried to play Call of Duty with my kids, but one, I'm dead in two seconds after three minutes. I'm dizzy. Yeah. When the first Resident Evil game came out in 1996, it was instant heroin for me. Gauntlet was amazing. Four players at the arcade was the shit. All time favorite arcade game. Boy, oh boy. Let's see. You know, I want I want to say Defender because I'm old, but I was never really any good at Defender. Like I was all right at it, but Defender was just a hard game. Oh, I know it, it easy. All time favorite stand up video game, without a doubt. Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol was the shit. I could make it from A to Z on one quarter. I love Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol and Scramble. Scramble's a hard game to find, but that was a fun game to play, too. I like Tempest. Tempest was cool. Zaxxon was our look. Oh, Zaxxon was the shit. Where you'd fly over that penitentiary and, and, and blow up shit. See, Scramble was kind of like Zaxxon, but it wasn't as three-dimensional. I was 10 in 1996. My brother played that Resident Evil game, and the Green Hunter Monster gave us nightmares. Awesome series. Pole Position. See, Pole Position was the second driving game. There was a game that came out before Pole Position that I liked so much more, and that was called Turbo. Moon Patrol had the fattest baseline of any game ever. Spent a bazillion dollars on Zaxxon. When I went into labor, it was the end of Dino Crisis. I threatened anyone who ever thought about touching my game while I was at the hospital. Remember Gunsmoke Arcade? Moon Patrol, Joust, Paperboy, and Star Wars. Oh, Paperboy. Joust was pretty fucking cool, though, too. The Flying Camels. Remember Elevator Action, where the dude fires bullets the size of kitchen knives? You had to get to the ground floor and escape. Yo, Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter was fucking cool. Excite Bike, Paperboy. Excite Bike was kick ass. And then they had the Monster Truck series that you drove. Flying ostriches, uh, flying ostriches, flying fucking camels, same thing. No many ideas. I, no, I have no idea how many quarters I dumped into the off road arcade game. Had three steering wheels sticking out, so much fun. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's so many games that we got to play, like uh, Heavy Barrel, Midway. You know, they, they were like, we were blessed with such great games. Cubert, fuck, I hated Cubert. Cubert sucked. I was never any good at Donkey Kong. 
I, I never had the patience to play Donkey Kong because you, sometimes you'd have to wait for the barrels. I never wanted to wait. Kung Fu Fighter. Delta asked me to play Fortnite, and I played for a minute, and he killed me. Then I learned the buttons, and now he doesn't want to play with me because I headshot him all day, and I told him I got my skills on Doom and Goldeneye. Oh, Glass Joe, body blow, body blow, uppercut. Knock him out. Punch out was fantastic. Oh, man. See, I like back in the old days when you didn't have to play with other people online. You just go up, you put your quarter in, and you play your video game. I will never forget Afterburner because of Junior ROTC color guard event for a Navy function. Our color guard leader was playing that. And you rearm your ammo midair, and the Navy veteran commander and teacher said, that's total bullshit. First time I heard a school teacher freely cuss in front of students. Uh, Double Dragon was the shit. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, there was a... What was there was a wrestling game out there. I can't think of the name, but it didn't have any pro wrestlers in it. This wasn't the WWF's game. And and I mean it had like this like the champion was this big black guy, this big burly black guy, kind of looked like Kamala and 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 the junkyard dog had a son. Oh, Dragon Slayer sucked. I hated Dragon's Lair because you put that in and you go, okay, am I going to move it to the right? You move it to the right and you die and you lose your money. It was like a TV show. I hated that game. Fire Pro Wrestler. I'm not sure. I'm, but it was, it was an awesome wrestling game. He told me and my buddy he thought some cadets was a fag, too. That's when I knew we were in Commander's Inner Circle and trusted cadets. Saturday Night Slam Masters, Hagger was on that one, okay? There needs to be a Hunter Biden video game with cocaine hookers driving to Vegas. I think it was called Pro Wrestling. Oh, now Tiger Woods Golf on PlayStation. When they made the Augusta edition, I never had to buy another golf video game again. I remember Tiger Woods Golf, the original, when you'd like play and you had to build up your character and then you got Tiger's Clubs. And you could hit 600-yard drives. I, I think my longest drive was, like, right under 670 yards. Just absolutely ridiculous. But that was a fun game to play. And then all the club sponsors got in there, and you could buy tailor-made shit, and you could buy this, and you could buy that. Titleist wasn't in there because Titleist is obviously too good for video games. But, man, oh, man, those were the days. Man, we had some great video games back in the day. And, you know, here's the funny thing is we all still went outside and played. Nintendo's Pro Wrestling was fun. They had a Lucha Libre guy, a Hulk Hogan character, and a Swamp Thing guy. Yeah, this wasn't Nintendo. This was, a, this was a, an arcade game. My buddies and I growing up would do tournaments of NBA Jam and Tecmo Super NBA Basketball. Like that one video game where you get the guy who just jumps off into the corner and always makes threes. 
they did a family guy on it where the game has a glitch in it where the guy just runs over to the side and shoots threes and makes them. Space Ace sucked like Dragon's Lair. Yeah. You know what game really sucked that pissed me off? Asteroids. I hated asteroids. There was no winning in that game. You'd blow up a big asteroid. Now it turns into little asteroids, and they're flying at you faster. I hated that game. My parents bought the 7-Eleven in Bakersfield. They had arcades in it, and I would open the door and click the button for unlimited games. Damn right you would. Oh, shit, I remember the Nintendo wrestling with the star face dude, the swamp guy who bites faces. That was awesome. That was double dribble. Okay, that was double dribble where the guy just runs in the corner and fires off a three. Good! It was like Larry Bird was playing. Uh, Arnie and them are fighting words. I, lo- I lived for Asteroids. I hated that game. I didn't like Space Invaders. Galaga was way better. Or, or Galaxian. Whichever one that, that the thing would suck down your fighter and then you'd blow up that guy and you had two fighters shooting. Was that Galaga? Asteroids, I used to play that in black and white on a four-inch travel TV in my original Atari. Grandpa has Asteroids 1984 vacation. I love Space Invaders. Space Invaders was Space Invaders was big until Pac-Man came out. Because Space Invaders had their own song too. But Pac-Man Fever, that thing, that swept America. Had to wiggle him while he was in the air. Nintendo's right king was awesome, too. Arch rivals when you could pants uh, or punch the other basketball team. Centipede was my... I like Centipede. Centipede, Millipede, those are great games. Uh, Ogre says, adios, familia. Have a great Wooten's Day and don't melt. What was the basketball arcade game where the players had giant heads and would dunk and make the rim explode? I don't know. Chasman says, fantastic hump day show, Dr. States. Thank you. Can't hardly sit on the toilet some days. Mrs. Pac-Man on Table Hut at Pizza Hut. Yeah, Pong was the original, period. Yeah, you got to give it up for Pong. That's going to do it for today's show, Ask Family. We will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Tomorrow, we will have the one and only Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy in the house. So until then, Ask Family, have a great day, and adios, everybody. Uh... Well, I got a bumper sticker on the back of my truck There ain't another like it cause I had it made up I can tell who's behind me, they give themselves away Lay on their horn when they read this phrase Honk if you honk, it's honk Don't if you don't, but if you do Don't you love to honk if you honk, it's honk Well, me and Friday night go hand in hand Ice cold beer and a swinging band A girl on my arm that won't let go She caught my little sign about a mile ago Honk if you honk it's honk Don't if you don't but if you do Don't you love to honk if you honk it's honk Just 
the other day I was cruising through town Sheriff pulled me over, I thought I had it now I rolled down my window, he said with a grin I want one of them stickers or I'm gonna run you in Honk if you honk it's honk Don't if you don't, but if you do Don't you love to honk if you honk it's honk Honk if you honk it's honk don't if you don't, but if you do, don't you love to honk if you honk it honk, honk if you honk it honk. To beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.